It's showtime. Okay! Tokyo! South America! Australia! France! Germany! UK! Africa! Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on a brand new broadcast week, the last full broadcast week of October 2022. This is The Horn. Headon.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go, of course, if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, whatever time it is. When you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Thank you for listening live. However it is that you participate in this little online, long experiment in free-form, liberal, independent, progressive conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to be part of the aforesaid Mary Wacky Janie real-time multimedia madcap extravaganza, etc., well, uh, head right on over to uh, headon.live and uh, jump right in. I'm having to go into the uh, chat room myself right now. And if you do uh, pop by right about now, you'll be greeted by early arrivers. Uh, Alien Jimmy and Anatole and Squeaky and capably moderated by longtime inveterate indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who being a third stage guild navigator has folded space to become Man Cave and uh, newly promoted moderator Roger in Oregon. Congratulations. And thanks, Roger. Thanks a bunch. So, uh, it is Moran Monday on the harm, horn, horn, horn. It's more in Monday on the horn, and we've got we've we've got great uh, exemplars of the type. But uh, every program here at the horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so we say thanks to our subscribers for this 24th day of the month, to our subscribers for the 23rd day of the month, and our subscribers for the 22nd day of the month. That means thank you to Colin. Thank you so much, Colin. Thank you to Josh. Thank you to Samson. Thank you. And I know it's backwards, but thank you, Samson. Thank you to Philip in Maryland. Thank you to our friends at Mellow Moonlit Meadow. 
Thank you, one and all, for being partial sponsors of the program and helping to keep this little aforementioned experiment alive and kicking. Um, it is an absolutely beautiful afternoon here in the hills and hollers of almost level west by Coleman Chinya Stan. 75 degrees outside. Goodness gracious, just sunny as can be. And we're looking to have some pretty nice days this week uh, all the way around. I'm assuming that everything that needs to arrive arrives on time. This is just a program note. Uh, yeah, no Friday on the front porch um, this week because I don't do frivolous things very often, but I'm doing a very frivolous thing Friday evening. Uh, a, uh, well, Beckley Pride is hosting a screening of Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I'm going, and I'm going in costume. And you know damned good and well who I'm going as, if you're at all familiar with Rocky Horror. And hey, look, there's Pinch Hit Midweek Chat Room Moderator and uh, Utility Moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia Stan. Steve! So there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a triad of moderation going on in there. I tell you what, if Brain doesn't have a chance if he decides to come sleezing by. Yeah. <sighs> So uh, no, I'm in a I'm, I'm in a I'm in a delight just beautiful weekend just beautiful, and got to see some friends this uh, this past Saturday evening a lovely uh, little soiree, and yesterday was nice. Of course, Ralphs. Of course, yes. Ralphs asking, will you be Doctor Frankenfurter? Yes, I will be Doctor Frankenfurter. Mm hmm. Um. <sighs> Toyed with being riff raff, but I just. No. 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 This is, this is my Frankenfurter moment, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so, no, no Friday on the front porch this Friday. And, uh, gosh, if the costume works out, I may reprise it for the Halloween party at Maggie's on, like, Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be big fun. And, uh, oh, there's Theo joining the conversation. Hey, Theo. Uh, so, so anyway, that's that's what that is. And we'll see. You know, hell, maybe we'll have a uh, maybe we'll have a Thursday uh, on the side porch this Thursday, just for fun. Uh, so the fundraising goal, where we stand, well, we got a week to go. And uh, thanks to all the hard work last week, and all the uh, all, all all the kindness, uh, we're actually slightly ahead of the, uh, ahead of ourselves. Uh, we've only got uh, we've only got uh, two hundred bucks, not two fifty. We got two hundred fifty bucks to go for today, and then for the whole. Uh, for the, for the for the whole of the month of uh, October, just to finish it out, it's like sixteen fifty. So that's fantastic, and hopefully we will get all the way to the end of October to the good. There will be a frenzy, a further frenzy, because there's just no damn let up. But anyway, enough of that. I, I hate talking about it. Um, more in Monday. Yes, we're here.
and we have them plenty. So uh, let's do this right, shall we? Do let's. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. You know, morons. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right up. You will not believe your ears. It's more in Monday on the horn. Yes. Here, only mere steps off the Carnival Midway, where only moments ago you were vainly throwing ping-pong balls at goldfish bowls in the almost impossible hope of bringing home a precious little baby iguana. Uh, we've got them all here for you. Behind this thin cybernetic veil of canvas reside more ends of every measure and stripe. Birthers, deathers, ninthers, tenthers, baggers, birchers, booger eaters, libertarians, maggots, Trump supporters, Republicans, all. Yes, they're all here for your horror, your, 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 your atavistic nausea. Yes, they're, they're right here waiting on you. You know, the Morian Monday tent travels from town to town and Carnival Midway to Carnival Midway uh, on your kind subscriptions. Of course, it's just a matter of something less than uh, the cost of one stick of chewing gum per hour of program. It's not, it's the biggest bargain on the Midway, without a doubt, or off the Midway. Yeah, uh, of course, the uh, standard, standard disclaimer applies. When stepping behind the veil of cybernetic canvas, please keep a close eye and even a hand on bracelets, rings, watches, necklaces, toe rings, ankle bra anklets, uh, yeah, all of it, as well as purses and backpacks and crossbody bags and European-style messenger bags, puppies, kitties, and even that iguana that you've won throwing ping-pong balls at goldfish bowls. Hard to believe, because you see, the Morans can get grabby. Head for the hills, or you'll be up to your armpits in Moran's. Really? Not kidding. Oh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs says, uh, in order to get the, in order to get the end of the month, uh, closer, uh, she's putting forward a $36 challenge. Bring that dollar amount down a little bit. Uh, so thank you for getting us started, Ralphs. That's dear of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, Steve, I did see that. Uh, we had an outbreak of the Second Amendment in St. Louis today. Um, heartbreaking. They all are. And they always all are. In this case, however, uh, I mean, uh, and, and there's no sense in asking how much horror uh, America can stand because we're going to continue to stand the horror. Maybe the Calliope music needs to go away for this. Yes. Uh, it's not a matter of how much the American people can stand. It's how much blood the right wing wants. 
because this is a violence that they have yearned for. This is a violence they create. This is a dream and a desire that they've been working on since the 1970s. The gun manufacturers, God knows the National Ruble, I mean Rifle Association. They want this. America as an armed camp with everybody with a gun pointing at everybody else. And so it is that a teenage girl and a health teacher were murdered today in St. Louis. Six others were injured. Uh, at least you know, now it says the update. It says at least eight others are injured in an attack on the Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in South St. Louis, Missouri. Because you know we wouldn't be free people if everybody didn't if if guns weren't easy to get for twenty year old men to go and 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 shoot up. A what's that? Visual and performing arts high school. This was a high. This is a high school for the arts. It's not the STEM magnet school. No. It's for the kids who make things, do artistic things, who act, who sing, who dance, who play musical instruments who create visual art and sculpture and uh, the uh, 20 year old man who shot the place up said he was tired of everybody in the school mm-hmm. um, Tashora Jones is mayor of St. Louis and she said it was uh, a devastating and traumatic situation. I'm heartbroken for these families who send their children to our schools hoping they will be safe. Help us, Jesus. Well, Your Honor, Madam Mayor, I, I, wish, I wish we could count on Jesus a little bit more, ma'am. Uh, the cops did manage. There, there, there were seven cops in the school. Seven. The guy with the gun got all the way to the third floor where it, and, 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 and was gunned down up there. And uh, people have suffered everything from bullet wounds to shrapnel injuries to cardiac arrest. And were taken to hospitals in the general area of the school. According to the Guardian, in this year alone in the United States of America, the greatest country in the history of the world on earth now today forever in the universe under God, amen, there have been 545 mass shootings. Uh, mass shootings are counted as being incidents in which four or more people are shot and or killed. Buffalo, New York, the grocery store, Uvalde. St. Louis. Um, Tanya Golston is a student at uh, Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis. She said, all I heard was two shots, and he came in there with a gun, and I was trying to run, and I couldn't run. Me and him made eye contact, contact but I made, out, made it out because his gun got jammed. 
but we saw blood on the floor. Adrian Bolden, a freshman, whose life will never be the same now, but that's okay because pasty-faced, doughy, uh, paranoid, petrified, shit-their-pants, scared white dudes feel better if they've got a gun. And they're the ones who matter in America, not our actual future. But Adrian Bolden, a freshman there, said, uh, we just thought it was a regular intruder drill. A regular intruder drill, y'all. A regular intruder drill. Because intruder drills are regular, because intruders are regular. But when we started hearing sirens outside and the teachers started to even get scared, then we knew that this wasn't just a regular drill. And it was real. But make no mistake, nothing will happen. Well, no, unless. Nothing will happen unless we enhance control of the Senate of the United States of America on November the 8th and retain control of the House. If you weren't aware of stakes before, and, you know, we're pretty pretty politically alert hereabouts. So you were, but here's another good reason, as if, as if anybody needed one. Because Republicans are more than happy. And, and, and look, this is important here. This school had seven cops in it. They had magnetometers. They had metal detectors. And this still happened. You know what? This would have happened if every teacher in the school was packing an AR-15. The goddess of irony sometimes is not very nice. And so after all the Republican barking and grunting and hooting, groaning and about how you know oh, we gotta have more more police and we gotta have more and we gotta lock the doors were all locked. And it still happened. Because the central problem, the easy access that these disaffected young men have to deadly firearms is the single most influential factor in why this keeps on happening. Must have been a big school. Must be a big school. Looks like hundreds of kids, and, and many of them kids of color. Which makes me wonder why the shooter did what he did. You know, motive and all of that. And uh, cops are still not identifying the gunman, saying only that he was 20 years old and was he. Well, I suppose we can talk further about this if we feel the need to talk further about this. Yeah, it's like two shootings a day, Ralphs. You're right. You know, you're better at the math than I am. God, the stakes for November the 8th are so freaking high. It's almost uh, 
inexpressible. When the shooter, when the shooting started, Monday today, 9 a.m. Central Daylight Time, the principal came over the PA system and uttered a single word. It was a code word for a school shooter. A teacher there named Michael Filippo said, once you heard the boom, all the chuckling and laughing in the back of the room stopped. The gunman pounded on the door of a math class where a ninth grader named Nyla Jones said that he shot into her math classroom from the hallway, but he couldn't get inside, and that the students were huddled in a corner trying not to move while he pounded and pounded at the door and yelled, You are all going to fucking die! David Williams, another teacher at the school, heard that with his own ears. Fourteen-year-old Dakota Willard said, What I saw was traumatizing. I'm okay. I don't need any special help. <sighs> At that age, they think they're so very resilient, don't they? Everybody who was, uh, who, who was there is going to need some kind of help. Well, Republicans don't think much of our children, even though they claim to be pro-life. But uh, over in Mother Russia, uh, according to a story from the Daily Beast, uh, their reporter, Julia Davis, who has specialized in monitoring Russian media for years, uh, posted a video of the media director of RT. You remember RT, right? Yeah. Uh, this is, a, this is a, a, a vile monster by the name of Anton Krasovsky. He gave an interview, and uh, in the course of the interview... He, he suggested something regarding Ukrainian children that, wow. В общем-то, у меня ощущение, что общественное мнение, оно вошло в Okay, so we've got subtitles here. It feels like public opinion has devolved into a self-sustaining cycle of hysteria says Anton Krasovsky. And of course, being a monster, there's nothing that he will not defend. There's no indefensible Russian action. He will not uh, 
общем-то, у меня ощущение, что общественное мнение, оно вошло в To start drowning or burning alive Ukrainian children. And uh, the people who support Putin's filthy war of choice and aggression uh, have said, you know, what we need to do is just kill everybody there. But in particular, they want to eliminate Ukrainian children because it would end the future of Ukrainian people. He also had a little something, something to say about Russian soldiers who have uh, gone through and uh, raped in various and sundry towns and villages. Anton Krasovsky apparently thinks it's okay that Russian soldiers rape women and make their children watch. Anton Krasovsky said, God, those grannies would spend their burial savings to get raped by Russian soldiers. Ah, ah, ah. <sighs> And yet, some people are still having a hard time figuring out who the bad guys are here. Hint, it's not the Ukrainians. But Oh, well. And, uh, in, in fact, the defense minister of Romania, Vasil Dinku, has called it quits because he says he can no longer uh, uh, work with uh, President Klaus Johannes, president of Romania because of their various positions on Ukraine. Dinku recently said that uh, the only path to ending the war lay with negotiations with Russia, in other words, capitulation to Mother Russia uh, and in response to that President uh, Johannes, Klaus Johannes said, it is the official position of Romania and the European Union that it's up to Ukraine to decide whether and when to negotiate. And so Dinku then 
turned in his resignation and said, It's impossible of cooperation with Romanian president, commander-in-chief of armed forces. And uh, Dinku is a member of the Social Democratic Party there in Romania, which is quite powerful within the ruling coalition. How do you... How do you how do you negotiate with a rabid dog? How do you negotiate with a gun to your head? I got nothing. And uh, this in you know and and the thing with the Romanian defense minister happened e- even as. Uh, The Romanian government uh, or Ukrainian government is warning that Russia is plot- plotting and planning to destroy a hydroelectric dam in the Kherson region. This, of course, is an area where Ukraine has had success in running the mercenaries and murderers and criminals and thugs and punks and bandits of uh, Putin's. shitty army out Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said uh, the forces of Mother Russia had already mined the Kakovka hydroelectric power plant intending to blow it up he said it would be a catastrophe on a grand scale it's a dam on the Dnipro River and there would be massive flooding if it was destroyed. And these are all, of course, you know, attacking civilian infrastructure is, of course, war, a war crime. But Putin apparently feels comfortable in thinking that he will never be called to account for those things because he has, wait for it, nukes. Of course, of course. Oh, and uh, I guess we've got kind of an international flair for this Moran Monday. Uh, but we've got some Nazi news from Deutschland. A woman named uh, Beta Schäpe, probably butchering the name, but she's a Nazi, so, you know, fuck her. Uh, There's an organization in Germany called the National Socialist Underground. Hint, it's not about socialism. And uh, Beta Schäpe, Schäpe, has lost her constitutional appeal as of today because she's a convicted terrorist from the National Socialist Underground. The federal constitutional court declared today that uh, none of her fundamental rights were violated. She 
she was convicted as an accomplice in a series of racially motivated murders committed by the neo-Nazi group. She was sentenced to life in prison. There were 400 days of hearings. Um, she might be eligible for parole in 15 years, but it's highly unlikely she'll ever see the outside of a prison. She lived in hiding for almost 14 years with uh, her murderous Nazi pals, Uwe Mundlos and Uwe Bonhart. This all happened between 2000 and 2007. They went on a murder spree killing uh, eight uh, men, either of Turkish or Greek origin, businessmen, and um, one police officer. The two guys killed themselves, but Beta Chapa, Chapa, don't care. Uh, didn't. And so the court ruled that not only did she participate in planning all the crimes, she also performed an essential function for the aims of the group. And so it looks like she's going to spend life. Probably won't get a lot of, that, that story probably won't get a lot of notice here because the for-profit media is all is is all gas prices and all inflation all the time so nazis nah, why bother and of course someone who has aligned himself with realized real live no kidding nazis here in merca you know, Kanye West, ye, ye z, whoever, don't care. Uh, the guy who said he was going to go all Death Con 3 on the Jews. Dude still has a contract with Adidas. Adidas is still paying Kanye West. Uh, with uh, people noting that, well, apparently Adidas has decided to be the Nazi company again. Got some problems in their company history, you know. Um, but I guess Kanye West has insulated himself by saying, you yeah, know, they'll want to cancel me. Yeah! I'm all for canceling Nazis, and he's gone Nazi. But Adidas so far is like, what? So hopefully Adidas will have to learn through their bottom line. But no, seriously, the founding, uh, the, the, the family that founded Adidas, uh, the, the Dossler family, uh, they got all comfy and cozy with the Nazis in the 1930s. And uh, they made sure that all Nazis had footwear throughout the Second World War. 
we have some audio. Me and Adidas, it's like the thing about it. Me and Adidas, it's like I could literally say anti-Semitic shit and they can't drop me. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Now. Yeah. Now what? Man, that's some. That, that, that's that's some stone cold. Uh, it's not I could say. He does say anti-Semitic shit. And so far, Adidas hasn't dropped him. Even though after his anti-Semitic rant, Nazis went to an overpass. And, of course, I know nothing about uh, L.A. roads or highways. I depend on others for that kind of information. But real live, no kidding, Nazis went out onto the overpass on the 405 and hung banners that said, among other things, honk if you know Kanye is right about the Jews. The Jews! Jesus. Then there was the banner that said, Revelations 3.8, Behold, I will make them the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Yeah, never mind. Never mind the fact that he says anti-Semitic. That's just the fact that he's an idiot. Now the Nazis uh, wore masks to hide their fi- to hide who they are because they know that they're Nazis and it's disgusting. Um, the Yeezy brand is tied up with Adidas. And Adidas is uh, all quiet on the Adidas front. And so, uh, it, it being more in Monday and all, uh, we got some, well, at this point in time, it wouldn't be more in Monday without some, uh, you know, Herschel audio. Herschel, uh, at a recent uh, campaign event, knew that he could, he could get the rubes up and barking and grunting real good if he just got all misty-eyed about the National Anthem. Uh, y'all, get the hockey puck and the duct tape. You're going to need that. I, I promise you're going to need it. And the, the British captain said, if you don't do that, we would take that flag down. You see how many boats or ships we got out on this ocean. We got enough weapons out here. We're going to take the flag down. And Mr. Key said, you got to do what you got to do. 
And if you hear the national anthem, when you hear about the red glow in the air, that's what they're talking about. The British ship firing at our American flag. But all of a sudden you hear at the end, where it said when daylight came and everything cleared, that flag was still there. Well, you know why that flag stayed there? That flag stayed there because every time that flag got ready to hit the ground, a dead patriot laid against it to keep it up. It's time for us to get patriots. Time for us to get patriots because I tell people this. I will die on my feet than to live on my knees. God bless yeah, God bless you, Herschel. I love how he had to think about it for a minute. I, I, I will, I, I will live on my, my feet before I'll die on my knees. Took a minute. Can get a little confusing sometimes. And I love how he referred to Mister Key. That would be Francis Scott Key, and back in the day, you'd have to call him. Mars Key Herschel because he was a stone cold racist. He was a, 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 a supporter of slavery, and in fact, I guess nobody ever read that extra verse that because we don't sing the whole thing. Never read that extra verse to Herschel about how Mister Key wanted to kill uh, kill black people who uh, might have decided to, uh, in exchange for their freedom. Because by the time of the War of 1812, um, emancipation had come to the UK, and slavery was no longer legal in the UK, and enslaved people here were promised their freedom if they would aid the British. And Francis Scott Key absolutely has a verse in the national anthem all about how bad he wants to kill people who were willing to aid the British in exchange for their freedom. And you know, there's still a key bridge in Washington, D.C., and something needs to be done about that. I mean, Francis Scott Key was a racist uh, supporter, sickening supporter of slavery uh, all his life. He never, he, he never got over it. He never got better. And all that bit, the business about how every time the flag was going to come down, a dead patriot would fall and keep that flag up. What? That sounds like the kind of made-up garbage that comes from the likes of, uh, what's it, David Barton. And I love how uh, Francis Scott Key, who, who, who was imprisoned, didn't say, you got to do what you got to do, man. But they're lapping it up. They're absolutely lapping it up. Because they don't care who their candidate is. They just know that... Uh, They want a Republican majority in the Senate so that they can go on and do their dirty business, so that they can hurt, so that they can hurt the people that they yearn to hurt. These are, these are some seriously 
sadistic people. As Emilio points out, yes, as Jesus said, you got to do what you got to do. We were talking with Chris and Asa on the back porch that you could take an AI app that could imitate Herschel's voice perfectly and feed it words from a random word generator, and it would more make more sense than the actual Herschel. It's probably, it's probably true. Um, but they're having record turnouts in Georgia. And the ballots being cast are, we are told, older and blacker than previous instances of early voting. And I guess one would think that that's good. They're breaking records for people. But it's Georgia. And at one point I saw an article saying, Georgia officials ask, tell Biden administration to apologize for what they said about Georgia voter suppression. That apology might be a bit premature. Take, for instance, the case of Jennifer Jones. She's a Ph.D. student at the Morehouse School of Medicine. And she lives in Fulton County, Georgia. She's registered to vote in Fulton County, Georgia. She's properly registered to vote in Fulton County, Georgia. And she showed up to her precinct to cast her early ballot on the second day of early voting. She was eager to vote for Stacey Abrams and Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock, among others. But when she got to the check-in station at the polling place, hmm, she handed her ID over and the poll worker said, I was being challenged. They said I had to complete complete a provisional ballot, but I wasn't really comfortable doing that, so I didn't get to cast my ballot that day. She was being challenged. I wonder how many other ballots are being challenged. I wonder how many other provisional ballots are being handed out. Because, see, if you've got a whole bunch of challenged ballots, that slows things down and muddies up the process. And the mere fact that it's a provisional ballot means that it's a ballot that can be thrown out. And, of course, the Georgia law set it up so that anybody for any reason could challenge any voter. And that the voter could never know who did it or why. And this is all a function of the Election Integrity Act that the the Republican Georgia legislature passed. Remember, this is the same Election Integrity Act that makes it a felony to hand somebody standing in line for hours on end so much as a bottle of water. The Republicans clearly would prefer that somebody drop over Uh, with exhaustion, and maybe they wouldn't vote then. And lo and behold, more challenges are cropping up in Georgia as early voting proceeds. Ms. Jones... Uh, interviewed, said the poll worker didn't tell me why I was being challenged, even after calling someone else for assistance. They just kept telling me I'd have to vote with a provisional ballot. 
She said, I felt discouraged, but I knew I needed to reach out to someone for help, and I knew I could call Fair Fight and get help. She called Fair Fight. It's headquartered out of Georgia. And they are, nonetheless, a national voting rights organization. And Fair Fight then put her in contact with Helen Butler and the Election Protection Project. Jennifer Jones said, I informed Helen Butler what had happened and told her that I had my ID and precinct card and everything. She seemed surprised that they wouldn't let me cast a regular ballot. Really, Ms. Butler, you're surprised in Georgia that a young black woman, a Ph.D. student at Morehouse, is going to be challenged? The same motives that drove Southern election officials to ask people of color to sign their names to prove literacy, to sign their names with a ballpoint pen on wax paper, or to read a Chinese restaurant menu, or guess how many damn jelly beans were in the jar. Those motives are alive and well to this day. Ms. Butler went on to say this whole thing and the new law is alienating more people about the election process. Especially people like Ms. Jones who was targeted and shouldn't have been just because the poll worker wasn't aware of the additional instructions from the Secretary of State's office. Now, the Secretary of State said, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, nod, nod, that... uh, uh, counties should work in favor of the challenged voter and granting poll workers the ability to verify voters' residence at the precinct when provided with documentation. Or they can have the voters sign a residency affidavit form. And that then the voter should be given a regular ballot. But you know what? If they don't know it, they can't apply it, the poll workers. And again, this is Fulton County, the biggest county in Georgia. But Ms. Butler went on to point out that this Election Integrity Act has highlighted that folks can now do unlimited challenges. You recognize what that will do. Again, it gums up the process. I challenge. Okay, she gets a she gets a regular ballot. I challenge again. Okay. And though people have always been able to challenge the voting rolls, this again creates a problem and creates distrust and is ultimately trying to limit who has access to the ballot. Jennifer Jones went on and told the Guardian I do feel disenfranchised, especially as a black voter, and because of the way I vote. I know they offer if they I know they offered a provisional ballot, but I just didn't know if it would be counted properly. Hint, Ms. Jones, it wouldn't have been. Once they see provisional, they feel completely at ease throwing it out. And in fact, the Election Integrity Act. says that provisional ballots submitted outside of a voter's precinct will not be counted. All they have to decide is that, oh, it was the wrong precinct after all. Even if they're wrong about it, boom, vote not counted. 
bless her heart, Jennifer Jones is going to vote. Oh, yes, Lord, she's going to vote. She said, my grandmother marched with Dr. Martin Luther King. My family fought for this. I am the next generation that she was fighting for, and I am not about to let up. I will not risk getting to cast my vote. I will not stop fighting, and I will not be complacent in the difficulty of this process. Good for you, Ms. Jones. Soon, hopefully, to be Dr. Jones. Good. But how many people have filled out provisional uh, ballots because I don't I haven't seen that in any of the new uh, any of the stories about the massive numbers of people voting it uh, haven't seen it don't expect to see it um, Randy radar reminds us uh, be, vote being challenged call one eight six six our vote that's another alternative that's another tool Y'all, they're going to do it again. They're absolutely going to do it again. And, uh... In what's being described as a... Um, dress rehearsal for 2024... Nitwit Nero... Is already in the process of setting up a challenge to the voting results in Pennsylvania. You know, the race between Fetterman and Dr. Oz. He had a meeting last month at uh, uh, that, that tawdry pile of bricks in Manhattan. You know, the one that's uh, the one where his... Uh, a mansion apartment is 11,000 square feet, but he said that it was 30,000 for financing purposes. He called a meeting last month there and uh, brought in his right-wing cronies and minions, telling them, you got to do something. You got to do something about the race with Oz. There's a scam happening in right there in Philadelphia, all around the state. It's a total scam, believe me. Uh, Mike Caputo, who was in the Trump administration, went to the meeting along with uh, Doug McClinko, who is a Bradford County commissioner, uh, retired CIA officer Sam Faddis. They all spoke to Rolling Stone and said, During our briefing, he was concerned that 2020 is going to happen again in 2022. Our team encouraged him to be concerned. I'm advising Republicans to recruit and train election observers and a team of attorneys to oversee historically problematic precincts. Ah, oh, dear. Thus giving further breath to the big lie. And he's had multiple meetings. Um, to try to uh, monkey wrench the Pennsylvania Senate election. And he's been giving legal advice about scorched earth legal tactics they might deploy. And he's got plans for Georgia, but he's, he's particularly hung up 
in Pennsylvania because uh, Dr. Oz is his special candidate. And if he doesn't win in Pennsylvania, Oz, the maggots are going to, quote, wage a legal and activist crusade against the election integrity of Democratic strongholds like Philly. And he said he sees the, 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 the Pennsylvania election as a dress rehearsal for Trump 2024. And he's trying to limit mail-in voting in Pennsylvania. And he wants Republicans to focus on areas where people who don't like who don't look like Nitwit Nero live. I want to stop them from stealing it in Philadelphia like they did last time, which they didn't. Interviewed by Rolling Stone, Hogan Gidley, who was a maggot uh, spokesman and has now gone to work for the obviously fascist America First Policy Institute, said, uh, ah, it's important to prepare for legal fights that will inevitably arise. The effort that the Center for Election Integrity is focused on started at the beginning of this year. We've been seeding efforts across the country in important states because having people on the ground locally is key to these efforts because if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Mr. Meth Pillow has said he's going to be in the 2022 fight, too. And, of course, now in Arizona, Stan. Hi, Suman. Uh, you've got armed vigilantes sitting in folding chairs outside ballot drop boxes trying to intimidate people from actually putting their ballot in the box. It's only going to get weirder, y'all. It really is. And, you know, this is a clip that I have just listened to over and over and over again. Bless Nancy Pelosi's heart. I know y'all hate it when I say it, but bless her heart for being the one who was strong enough to stand up during the terrorist attack on the Capitol and strong enough to say uh, to, to go on national television and, and, and poke her finger in Julius Geezer's eye and question his manhood. Of Kevin McCarthy, where she says, quote, I think that to be the best speaker of the House... This was on MSNBC yesterday. Jonathan Capehart interviewing... Nancy Pelosi. A clear way that they've given notice, not just mm -hmm. nullifying, but giving the impression uh, that the election didn't even take place. Right. There's something very well, wrong with that. But again, democracy on the ballot, we want it to be strong. Uh, the planet on the ballot, we want it to be safe. Our values on the ballot, we want them to be uh, uh, respected, and we fully intend to win. Well, speaking take of speaking bank. of democracy on the ballot, <laughs> all right, take it to the bank. I have to ask you about the January 6th committee. On Friday, they officially subpoenaed Donald Trump. Do you 
think he'll actually appear for the deposition? And what does it say to the American people if he doesn't? I don't think he's man enough to show up. Ow! What was, I'm sorry, Madam Speaker, I, I, I literally could not hear what you said. I said, you asked me if I thought he was going to show up. And I said, I don't think right. he's man enough to show up. I don't think his lawyers oh. will want him to show up because he has to testify under oath. But I don't, I don't think he'll show up. I don't think he's man enough. We'll see. We'll see if he's man enough to show up. And a public should make and a judgment. Then, no one is above the law. If we believe that, then they should make a judgment about how he responds uh, to that request. And if he and if he doesn't respond to that request, what should the American people take from that? I should take that he thinks that he is above the law. Uh, whatever actions the committee may take is up to them. I've kept my distance from their decision making, uh, but whatever. Uh, they decide, uh, will also send a message about his respect. He isn't honoring the oath we take to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's a serious oath that we all take. And uh, uh, clearly, he, most of us have more respect for the office he held than he had. But why are we talking about him? We're talking about the future. Babies born now will live into the next century. We're going to make sure that we have a world that is safe for them, a democracy that is strong for them, and values that are respected, the dignity and worth of every, every person. That's pretty... Four times. I counted. Four times. He's not man enough. He's not man enough. He's not man enough. He's not man enough. And you know he sits there watching this stuff, seething, that jiggling adipose wad of fears and petty grievances and insecurities. Not man enough. I'll show her how much of a man I am. I'm a, I'm man. Lots man. Manness. Manly. Stoke the stroke, Nancy. Stoke the stroke. Yep, there we are again. Randy Radar pointing out it's aspira democracy in America, aspirational, not always operational. Um, uh, which interview, Asa? Asa says, I watched that interview last night. That pig fucker's so deep into drugs, I guarantee he'll be dead inside of five years. Well, uh, let's, let's mark down the wager. He's not man enough. And he's not. He's been a coward all his life, remember? Cadet Bone Spurs? But when it comes to cowards... He's not alone. Uh, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, is out hustling a book talking about how the left is destroying the judicial system. I had no idea that b -b 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 brat and the handmaid and uh, Anne's boy Neil were all leftists. Certainly doing a lovely job destroying the judicial system or any, decent, any decent reputation it has. Well, Anna Navarro 
is a Republican, of course, and since he's got a book to hustle, he went to New York, he got booed lustily in Yankee Stadium and was given the single-finger salute by a whole bunch of uh, citizens of Gotham. Good for them. And uh, then he, sh- I guess he was in New York to be on The View, and this transpired. Hold on. It works better when I turn up the volume. I remember meeting you when you were first running yep. in Miami. You were a Bush Republican back then, so was I. And we've seen candidates that have said a lot of things about each other. But Donald Trump went incredibly personal when it came to you. He suggested your father may have been involved in Kennedy's assassination. (laughs) And he called your wife, Heidi, ugly. Who, by the way, is very pretty. This is what you said. Let me get through the question. This is what you said about him back in 2016 during the campaign. Let's take a look. I'm going to tell you what I really think of Donald Trump. This man is a pathological liar. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. The man is utterly amoral. Morality does not exist for him. Yeah. So I have to ask you, because, you know, I'm, I'm married to a Cuban man. Mm-hmm. I frankly don't know how you get over your wife being called ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get over those kind of calumnies against your Oh, wait. I think somebody else's manhood is being questioned. This is manhood Moran Monday, I guess. I'm married to a Cuban man. I don't know how you get over your... Of course, we were talking about this years ago. You know, he claims to be a Texan. I can't imagine... I I don't know how Texas Republicans who who trade and truck in their uh, self-anointed badassery Uh, can even bear to vote for a chicken shit like him. But the fact of the matter is, he said all that in 2016 before somebody sat him down and showed him those RNC... I mean, okay, we've entered in the, the, we've entered the Alex Jones portion of the program, but I'm, I'm, I'm convinced I'm, I, this is not for purposes of generating ad revenue or, or, or clicks or anything like that because we don't have a PR budget. We don't send out clips of the program all over the... You only hear this if you listen to the program. But I am convinced, I am utterly convinced that at some point in time, all these people who had had all these not good things to say about Nitwit Nero were shown some emails that they may have sent at some time or another that happened to be hacked by the Russians, the RNC emails, and were not publicly released like the Democratic emails were, but were used for compromise because that's how Russia works. And so they showed Rafaelito the emails, and Rafaelito walked right over, dropped trowel, laid his testicles in the vice, and let Nitwit Nero turn it tight. And he has never let up since. That's what makes sense to me from a Sherlock Holmes standpoint. Or from an Occam's Razor standpoint. That is not impossible. Now that Ana Navarro has called his manhood into question, let's see how he answers. Mm -hmm. I frankly don't know how you get over 
your wife being called ugly. I don't know how you get over those kind of calumnies against your father. But you obviously <laughs> have gotten over it. Today you sing a very different tune. So tell us, were you lying then or are you lying now? Yeah, that's a loaded question there. Look, it's a, me... it's a, I think a lot of people have the same question. It's a very different Ted Cruz that we're seeing. We are. I mean, would you not agree that that's very different Ted Cruz than, no, than today's what Ted I, Cruz? What I would say is this. In 2016, we had a primary where Donald Trump and I beat the living crap out of each other. I'll tell you, Heidi laughed when he said that. My father laughed, by the way. Well, I'm glad they laughed, but that's not who the subject is here, bub. The subject is you. And no, you did not have a Republican primary in which you two beat the living crap out of each other. That would be like, you know, 30 states to 20. Dude, you lost 48 Republican primaries... And you won maybe two. That's not beating beating the crap out of each other unless you're standing there saying, I've got to stop running my, my face into your fist. But he's a weasel. And we know it. What I would say is this. In 2016, we had a primary where Donald Trump and I beat the living crap out of each other. I'll tell you, Heidi laughed when he said that. My father laughed. By the way, my dad didn't just kill Kennedy. He's got Jimmy Hoffa buried in the backyard. It was idiotic. And we went after each other, and at the end of the day, he won. And I had a decision to make in November of 2016. He'd been elected president. I got a responsibility to represent 30 million Texans. Funny he didn't have any of those concerns on January the 6th, 2021. They weren't there in evidence whatsoever. But he's got a responsibility to 30 million Texans. Does he think that he won 100% to zero in his last Senate election? Because he came very close to losing his ass to Beto O'Rourke. In what, 18? So this is, going, this is just a pathetic... Uh, attempt to explain after the fact why he su why he so suddenly did an about face and 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 loved Donald Trump more than he loves his country. There was a choice to be made in 2016 among Republicans: Do I love Donald Trump and political power, or do I love my country? And we know how Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eaten future king of America, chose. I could have decided my feelings are hurt. I'm going to take the ball and go home and not do my job. But if I was prepared to do that, I better be prepared to resign from my job because I have a responsibility. So what I did is I, is I went and said, listen, we have an opportunity to make a difference for this country. And I want to roll up my sleeves and lead the fight to actually deliver on promises. We were talking a minute ago about the incredible booming economy. We saw 7 million people get off of food stamps. We saw poverty dropping. We saw African-American poverty dropping. We saw Hispanic poverty dropping. Those are real results that make a real difference. And I'm proud of that record. And, and why did I choose to work with him, even though I was pissed off at what he said? Because I had a job to do and I had a responsibility. And Such a moral giant. Such a man of ethics and integrity. Bullshit. 
He knew that he was meat if he didn't if, if he didn't go and pucker up and kiss Donald Trump in the brown and stinky place. And so he did, because that's the kind of man that Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger eating future king of America, is. Because, see, he was there only, because, like I said, because he was hustling a book. Later in that book, he goes on to say that uh, his colleagues said that, the, that, that maybe in light of the terrorist attack on the capital of the United States on January 6th, they should withdraw their objections to the certification. And he said, but I could not do that because I am a man of principle. He would not back away from his treason. He would not pull the shiv out from betwixt Lady Liberty's ribs. Because he, by God, is Ted effing Cruz. And it was a, it was a pretty zany day there uh, on, on, the, on The View today. Oh yeah, that wasn't all there was to it. To get in, um, Senator, but thank you for being here. Um, Back in 2016, when it was you and Donald Trump were the last candidates in the Republican nomination, I remember working with my bosses on Capitol Hill, members of the Freedom Caucus, begging them to endorse you because I thought you were the true conservative who could defeat that man. Thank you. He won. I ended up going on to work for him. I've made my peace with those decisions. But January 6th is something I have a really hard time moving beyond from. And I say that is... A constitutional conservative, which is what you pride yourself in being, how can you be okay with the undemocratic action of trying to disenfranchise 80 million voters? And how? And do you believe Biden legitimately won the election? So what I'd say is a couple of things. Number one, in this book, I have an entire chapter on January 6th that if you want to know the inside story of what happened, listen, I recognize the a book. lot of the folks oh, who, who may be here who watch this show are not politically on my side of the aisle. That's fine. I'm, I'm glad we're having conversations. I'm glad we're actually talking to each other. Mm -hmm. America, there's so much screaming and yelling and hatred that, that if this country is going to make it through, we got to actually try to understand each mm -hmm. other yeah. and hear what the other is saying. So I would encourage you, especially if you don't happen to agree with my view of politics, Read the chapter on January 6th so on the inside. Buy the book. I read it to somebody. Really I did. I read okay, the sure. chapter to someone who agreed with you most of your career. How do you reconcile your constitutional convictions with what happened on January 6th? And try yeah, uh, hold on a minute. All the people screaming and yelling. Well, let's, let's take a moment with that, shall we? Let's assume for a moment that we, us... Our side, the left, ha, what left, uh, are doing some screaming and yelling. And let's do. What are we screaming and yelling about? Maybe we're screaming and yelling about uh, uh, Republicans imposing their twisted religious views on people who don't share those, uh, those religious tenets in regard to how how, how, how people manage their pregnancies or even their decisions to terminate one. In light of the fact that that's tens of millions of Americans relegated to second-class citizen status, I'd say that actually merits some yelling and screaming and some voting like your life depends on it, but we've been over that. What else are we... 
yelling and screaming about. Climate change? Are we yelling and screaming about climate change? Is it worth yelling and screaming about? You know, the fact that the policies espoused by Republicans are rapidly leading us toward a place where this planet will not be suitable for human habitation. Now that's going to be the case one way or the other. But it'll be four billion years from now. Humanity has a nice long run ahead of it, at least if you judge by how long the dinosaurs were here. If we just don't shit in our nest. So, you know, maybe entire portions of the country baking in drought. Maybe massive hurricanes that are stronger now than they've ever been before as a result of climate change sea level rise maybe that's worth screaming about or people who are forced to live next to toxic corporate operations uh, where the company moved to them they didn't move to the company and so now they get to die of cancer and things like that maybe that's fit to scream about now what's the other side screaming about Jewish space lasers. Who goes to the potty where and when? Gas prices that are manipulated by companies and not governments. Theories that are entirely the province of upper level higher education and have nothing to do with our schools. Critical race theory and about which the people doing the grunting, barking, hooting, and shrieking know next to, if not actively, less than nothing. Now tell me how one side... So, Raffaellito here wants us to sit down and take those people seriously. The, the people who, the, the, you know, the cue balls. Have a serious conversation with the cue balls. And I'm just wondering how that works. You know, as Stephen New York points out, I'm not interested in listening to or understanding racists and fascists. Precisely. They don't have a valid point. The only thing you do with racists and fascists is suppress the hell out of them. Make it socially and economically undesirable to be that. But let's go on, shall we? And remember, the questioner here, the, the person interrogating Raffaellito, is a maggot herself. Trying to overturn the election when 60 court cases got knocked down. Yeah. And, and you just finally was, the election. was Biden legitimately did. elected because half our, the party thinks that he wasn't, and it'd be very powerful for you to tell the truth. So, so listen, Biden is the president today. There's a lot of folks in the media that any time. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm answering exactly that question. Okay. There are a lot of folks in the media that try to 
Anytime a Republican is in front of a TV camera, try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump but stole the election. They didn't try to kill my former Abrams, who said boss. who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was That's illegitimate, right. and, and, and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's did, illegitimate did when Republicans she, did, win, the, but not when Democrats. No, you know, here's the thing: we may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change, but we'll go to the did, did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and, and police cars well, were being yeah, firebombed? You Your it. position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to miss our friend Mike Pence. We like, how didn't do we do, make you sense just of that? accused us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said we it's sitting here, and you we were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate come, yes, for, for Republicans her it was. to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning, and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. Who okay. took the Look. call? She sat there while, while Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn in. Hillary Clinton says Trump is an illegitimate Two president. Hillary Clinton right. says the it's election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was oh, selected, not elected. Joe Biden, Al Gore was, was elected president. So Joe Biden... Yeah. You just George said we don't Bush scream at each other, right? Or, do, or, or is it just you that gets okay. to scream? Okay, no, no, I agree. Okay, I agree. then lower your voice because okay. we are very close okay. to each other. But, 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 and I know you but, come here to sell a book and try to pick a fight, but we're not going to do okay. it today. But, 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 but Anna, th then address the... Okay, you look at this January 6th committee, which I think is a... a that was kind of a call down, wasn't it? Go. The chairman of the January 6th committee mm -hmm. objected to a prior presidential election. Representative Raskin, the lead prosecutor for the impeachment, objected to a prior presidential you election. Never heard and, a and room the absolute hypocrisy. Democrats say uh, this uh, president, we don't like him, but we're not going to do our job. Oh, we yes, did, they, they did their job. Okay. As the book wait, described, have to go. the Department of and Justice you, wait, went wait. after Trump. Thanks for Senator to Senator Cruz. <laughs> His new book is just as corrupted, and members of the audience are getting a copy. I'm sorry. Oh my God! They're giving for, they gave free copies to the members of the audience. Do you have any idea what the janitorial staff is going to have to put up with in the restrooms there, uh, at, at, at wherever it is they shoot this? If there's a picture of Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, I have a feeling there are a lot of people who were in that audience who had to go potty real bad all of a sudden. Not saying. Just saying. But you know what? I mean, there, there, there's a point to be made that some of this does stem from the 2000 election. Because the 2000 election was stolen, and it was stolen from Al Gore. It was George Bush who ran into court and said, stop the counting. Don't count anymore, because if you do, I might be irreparably harmed by not being president when I didn't win the election. Remember the Brooks Brothers riot? Miami-Dade? Because I do. That's, and that sets the stage for all of this. I mean, I remember uh, Mark Levine 
before he started doing broadcast stuff. He was actually a lawyer inside Congress. And he wrote the brief objecting to the certification of the election of George W. Bush in 2000 on behalf of Democrats in the House, if I recall correctly. And it was a, it was a, it was a legitimate exercise because the election itself was called into question by Republicans. And the hanging chads and the pregnant chads and all of that horse shit and all of those all of those Orthodox Jews in Florida who suddenly wanted to vote for Pat Buchanan because they were having a uh, wistfulness whatever. And then it was decided in the Supreme Court of the United States that George H., that George W. Bush would be the president of the United States. That is why Hillary Clinton said George Bush was selected, not elected. Because it was true. Because it was absolutely and undeniably true. Five to four, baby. Five to four. And we talked a moment ago, uh, a few moments ago, about the fact that Nitwit Nero is already um, fueling the dirt machine to try to screw up the uh, election in Pennsylvania. Well, as a result of that, uh, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman has said... Uh, through his campaign spokesperson, Joe uh, Calvello. It's clear that Donald Trump, Dr. Oz, and the GOP will do whatever it takes to try and steal this race on election night. Trump has already said he needs people like Oz in office to challenge the 2024 election. Trump is trying to steal the 2022 election for Oz so that Trump can steal the 2024 election for himself. And that was uh, as a result of the the publication of the Rolling Stone article I was talking about a little bit ago. Uh, In that Rolling Stone article, they write, if Oz does not win by a wide enough margin to trigger a speedy concession from Fetterman, or if the vote tally is close on or after election night in November, Trump and other Republicans are already preparing to wage a legal and activist crusade against the election integrity of Democratic strongholds such as the Philly area. And the thing is, so, uh, Doctor. Joe Calvello, the spokesperson for Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, said, Dr. Oz needs to immediately disavow these efforts, respect the will of the voters in 2022, and pledge to vote to certify the results of the 2024 election, not challenge the results on behalf of Donald Trump. But Dr. Oz has no integrity. Dr. Oz has no morals. And Dr. Oz will do whatever he is damned well told 
because he's just a creepy little Renfield type creature. For his master, Julius Geezer, blood-sucking monkey from outer space. And there is, you know, there's stuff out there that that, that you can access. Uh, Greg Palast's movie, Vigilante. Ron and Raleigh tells us, has a woman who has challenged over 3,000 ballots without knowing a single voter. If people are expecting Republicans to be fair, you will be sorely disappointed. And Ron is not wrong. And so, yeah, here's the trailer for Vigilante. Investigative reporter Greg Pallast exposes the most brazen voter suppression scheme ever. So you didn't call him, but you challenged his right to vote or have his ballot challenged. Sir, get out of my house. Okay, I will get, get out, out of, of your house. house. I just now. Voter fraud. Law enforcement is going to the houses and places of employment and making people afraid to go out and exercise their rights. And today to come out and not be able to vote, it bothers me to my core. My life was on the line, you know, I could go to prison. Yeah, I just commit suicide. This will be over. Stop voter fraud. They raided a voter registration office and tried to send all of these college kids to jail. Call our voter fraud hotline. Tonight, Governor Kemp has signed that controversial election bill. He signed Senate Bill 202. That doesn't mean that you get to levy a charge against thousands of people that you don't even know and get them you know, removed off the rolls. Is this an attempt to remove to a lot it. of that Democrats, black people no, from isn't. voting? Get out of my house now. Are you removing black voters from the voter rolls just so you can win this election? Martin Sheen produced this Greg Palast investigative documentary. And Greg Palast does solid work. And God, that shrieking white lady when she gets busted for engaging in challenging voters that she absolutely does not know. Yeah. Going back to Ted Cruz, Emilio said, but her emails, now I must go to Cancun.
Um, my wife and daughter, my wife and dad laughed. Bullshit, said the robin on the bullhorn. <laughs> oh, bullshit, he said the robin, and she turned and walked away. Mm-hmm. I always wondered why my dad said that so much when I was in. Something he heard growing up, I guess. So we are at the halfway point of the program. Uh, it would be great if we could raise uh, 200 bucks this evening. Really great. Um, that would keep us even with, you know, we've been, we had two fundraising free days and they were beautiful. Uh, and so 200, bu- 200 bucks would, uh, you know, and there's a $36 challenge on the table courtesy of Ralph's. And so if that gets met, that would be 72 bucks and that would be huge. So uh, we shall see. But it's conversation radio. And it needs your participation in order to continue to be conversation radio. Otherwise, it's just filler robster radio, which I can do. But, you know, it's a lot more fun when we're talking together. Uh, What else? Oh, this is just the, 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 a funny little bit of... Uh, well, I don't know how funny it is. The fascist running for governor in uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, is uh, Greg Mastriano. Uh, truly a piece of garbage. And it's the darndest thing, he keeps putting out these uh, campaign images. Things like a couple of little white girls walking through a field with the word hope superimposed on it and Doug Mastriano underneath it. I mean, I guess, okay. But it turns, guess what? That image was used in an ad for Mother Russia. Uh, and it's stock footage from a company called Pexel in Germany that offers free stock imagery. So Doug Mastriano is so much of a cheapskate, he won't even pay for stock imagery, you know, from his own country. Uh, The two little girls running through the field are from a, a Russian propaganda ad that was run in Spain. It was uh, encouraging people to move to Mother Russia because there is no cancel culture. It has economy that can withstand thousands of sanctions. Also, we have vodka. And beautiful women. Yeah, Mother Russia used a, 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 an image of little girls saying, we have beautiful women. <sighs> Marriageable early, right, Pootie? And he uses stock footage from Russia, Belarus, and Poland for a four-minute campaign ad that talks about his vision for... Pennsylvania, Bama, Vania, Stan. 
And uh, among other things, of course, you know how he campaigns. You know what he's on about. On day one, no more boys in the girls' bathrooms or locker rooms. Really, that's that's issue number one for Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, Bamavania, Stan. No more pronoun games in the classroom. We're just going to refer to all the children as it. No more gender transitioning of minors without parental consent and no more pornography in public school libraries. Your vote on 11-8 is a vote for the future of our kids. While using an image of a couple of little Russian girls running through the fields. I guess fascists going to fash. Hey, thank you, Christopher. My part of the conversation. Thank you so much. $26 $26 to go on Ralph's challenge. That's huge. Thank you, Christopher. Um, I hope you'll get a little company. And, uh, oh, just, you know, a, li- a little little uh, dispatch from the culture wars. Uh, it comes out of a Michigan high school. Grant, Michigan, to be particular. Um, They had a contest in the high school to find someone to paint a mural in the health office of uh, an elementary school. The superintendent of the Grant Public Schools, a guy by the name of Brent Zuver, was actually a judge of the contest, and the winner was a sophomore at Grant High School. Grant, Michigan. And I can see why. It's cute. It's got various kinds of happy children, brown children, white children. Um, One kid wearing striped socks and... uh, uh, there's a little bunny, and there's a kid wearing a blue shirt with pink and white and pink stripes. Uh-oh, because now the parents are barking and grunting and hooting and groaning and moaning and shrieking and attacking a 10th grader. Wish I was kidding. Attacking a 10th grader. It was the middle school health center. That's where the mural was painted. And the child was given the A-OK to paint her design because she had to compete and show what she would paint. And the message was, stay healthy. Goddamn cancel culture. Canceling the unhealthies. A girl wears pink, royal blue, and purple, the colors of the bisexual flag, and a second girl is in rainbow pride colors. But, no, 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 because, again, this is one of those moments where we intersect with the demon-haunted world, as Carl Sagan called it, in which the maggots so often live. Remember, there's a lot of demonology tucked away in 
in in in the cue ball maggot world. And so uh, the, the 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 barking, grunting, shrieking, hooting, etc. is uh, have said there are some features, including a demon face. It's from a video game that's popular with the younger set called Genshin Impact. And there's a Hamza hand, which is also known as the hand of Fatima, or the hand of Mary. And it's a good luck symbol all over the world, including, you know, Latin America. But no, on eight, on October the 10th, parents descended on the Grant Public Schools building and accused this 10-year-old, or I mean 10th grade little girl of practicing witchcraft. Welcome, welcome to the second year of the third decade of the 21st century where real live 21st century Americans are convinced that children practice witchcraft. I guess we're lucky that she was not dragged out and burned to death. But you know what? Lose a couple of more a couple of elections and that may start happening. And they broke the little girl's heart, these maggot bastards. I put my art up there to make people feel welcome. She said that in a public statement in the school board meeting. One of the grown-ups said, That's hate material! Another grunted, I feel like she did a really good job finding excuses to defend the things you put on. None of us are that stupid. Oh, honey, you're that stupid. Really, I promise, you're that stupid. But then an individual named Tracy Hargreaves stood up and uh, Hargreaves said, uh, who has two kids in the public school system there, unlike most of the parents who show up who don't have kids in the school system, Tracy Hargreaves said, I'm a conservative right-wing gun-loving American, and I've never seen more bigoted people in my life. The meeting turned into a hate fest. Usually there are 10 people at these meetings. 50 showed up. It wasn't even about the mural. People were talking about how we need to pray the gay away. I had to stand up and say something. It was out of control. You can't catch gay, honey. It's not contagious. Well, thanks for saying that. Meanwhile, the... The health professional who works in the health office where the mural is said she was thrilled with the result because it's kids being kids painted by a kid. What's not to be thrilled about? Oh, but no, see, these are the people, these are the people that Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger eating future king of America, as we noted earlier thinks that we need to sit down and have a serious conversation with. Look, I don't know how we're supposed to have a conversation. Okay, uh, uh, we got a mural here. She's a witch! She's a witch, Banner! She's got a wart. And we're supposed to have a sane and sober conversation with that individual. How? For the love of 
how? I'm flummoxed. Explain me that if you can, please. Uh, the woman uh, who runs the clinic, Lori Donati, said, everyone's accepted at our clinic. What she was trying to say is that everyone's accepted no matter what your background is or who you are. You're loved and accepted, and that's exactly our philosophy with our office, too. Well, wasn't enough. Grant Public Schools said uh, about 11 days ago, at the student artist's request, the mural will be returned to its original form as originally submitted and approved by the administration. That means the images of the children and animals will remain, but symbols including the hand of Fatima and the video game character will be removed. Yeah, I'm sure that's what the kid said. Well, we can either take the whole thing down or you can take out the take out your witchcraft symbol so you won't be casting spells on the students from the, from the wall, okay? Okay. And uh, the the uh, school superintendent said, uh, uh, "We we talked to the artist and we came to a very positive resolution." Uh, does unequal bargaining power have anything to do with any of this? She asked, sure she did, to make some adjustments by removing some of the items that were not on the original submission that was approved. There are some symbols that were used to fill in space. She said the wall was bigger than she thought and didn't want to leave too many blank spaces. Zuver said, I'm very proud of her. She's a great young lady. I wonder where Zuver was during the meeting when, when the, when the, when the uh, maggot grown-ups were screaming at her. I wonder how many of the maggot grown-ups who were screaming uh, follow, you know, cue ball sites and the like. Don't you? Yeah. Hey, thank you, Roger. Roger in Ohio, thank you so much. Um, Ralph's challenge has been met. So that means we have now raised uh, $77.00 out of the 200 we needed to raise. Uh, so that leaves, what, um, $123? Could we do that in an hour and 13 minutes? I don't know. But uh, it is, it's more in Monday, and if, you'd, if, you'd, if, you'd, if there's something you'd like to talk about, you are mightily welcome so to do. Um... The stress line number, of course, is 844-843-4676, 844-THE-HORN. And Skype is Bob Kincaid Horn. There he is again. Bob Kincaid, K-I-N-C-A-I-D, Horn, H-O-R-N, on Skype. And, of course, you know, Bob Kincaid at Gmail is still a thing if you want to email the program and you didn't know that before. Um, another example, says Steve in New York, we don't yell at kids for painting a fucking mural in a school. Yeah, we don't do that. They do that. We generally don't have hissies over art in particular. Because if you're on the left, ha, what left? You understand that art has a purpose. 
and that its purpose is not always to make people feel all warm and fuzzy, that sometimes it challenges assumption. But in this case, it was about making people feel all warm and fuzzy and welcome. Otis J. Knucklewalk was never going to see the inside of that health clinic in the middle school. But of course, the maggot network and the cue ball network and... They get the information out there in a sure enough damn hurry. And it does get wearisome. Terribly so. But that's true. i got to give you a cowbell for that, Steve. We don't yell at kids for painting a fucking mural. No, we don't. They do, though, because, you know... Guardians of the culture, or something. Yeah, there we go. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Mercy. Oh, and just a quick update on uh, Nitwit Nero's stash of... The documents they were mine, and I and 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 I, I declassified with them with my very big brain. Yes, I did. Well, it turns off we're out. We're finding out a little bit more about what was in those papers. A Reuters report. Um, they they note that uh, highly sensitive intelligence on Iran and China was in some of the documents recovered by the FBI during the August search of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, bedbugs. They included secret documents that described intelligence work regarding China, and at least one of them described Iran's missile program. The documents were considered to be among the most sensitive in the materials seized by the FBI and would pose substantial risks, not the least of which would be endangering people who are providing human intelligence to U.S. efforts to find out what's going on in those places and compromising collection efforts because of course Nitwit Nero would in a minute sell a list of names to Iran or China China if the price was right God another Republican selling information to another mullah what's the fascination well I mean greed avarice power but uh, it, this always comes in oh, representatives for Trump did not immediately reply to a request for comment on the newspaper report yeah, of course not damn it I hate it when that happens So, um, he's going to be who he's going to be. In point of fact, Merrick Garland had a news conference today to announce uh, indictments of 13 Chinese nationals who are, in fact, spies for Beijing, who have gone about the business of harassing Chinese dissidents who have come here to try to live out from under the shadow of 
nitwit Nero's pal, Xi Jinping. You know, he gets to be president forever. I don't know why I don't. According to Merrick Garland today, uh, a lot of it stemmed from the investigation of Huawei, the uh, technology company, you know, the phone with all the back doors. Uh, Garland noting that uh, Huawei pressured U.S. academics to work for them saying China sought to interfere with the rights and freedoms of individuals in the United States and to undermine our judicial system that protects those rights. The Justice Department will not tolerate attempts by any foreign power to undermine the rule of law upon which our democracy is based. That's really not the question here, Merrick, buddy. The question is whether the Department of Justice will tolerate attempts by domestic powers to undermine the rule of law. Among other things that they talked about, he talked about today, seven Chinese nationals tried to compel a U.S. resident to return to China. Uh, two were arrested, but uh, five remain at large. They probably made it back home to China. And they tried to recruit somebody uh, in the U.S. government, somebody that worked there, to tell them what was going on in the prosecution of Huawei and Huawei was charged you know three years ago with just flagrantly stealing technology from the US FBI director Christopher Ray why are you still in your office in all of these cases and frankly in thousands of others we found the Chinese government threatening established democratic norms and the rule of laws they work to undermine US economic security and fundamental human rights call me back when you've got an indictment of nitwit Nero to talk about but where nitwit Nero is concerned well uh, George Conway is sort of uh, still amazed by what Judge Carter said about Nitwit Nero actually, actually you know, committing crimes. Um, this goes back to CNN uh, last week. And let me see if I can get up to the George Conway point, because the reason I mention it is that uh, he's sounding a lot like something maybe we've heard or said, said, you know, here. I mean, hashtag stoke the stroke. Well, it signals, it signals and confirms something that we already knew, that this judge already believes that Trump has uh, con- uh, extens- extensive potential legal exposure under the two statutes that he cites, the statutes of Section 371 and Section 1512 of the United States Code. But the story really isn't about the federal liability here, because compared to what the what the January 6th committee has come up with, this is just a this is just tiny compared to the mountain of evidence that we've seen at the January 6th hearings. What this is, is a smoking gun in Georgia. 
because if you if you look at what the judge describes here at the e of these emails is they file up a lawsuit is state court lawsuit in Dece early December, December 4th, making various allegations about dead people voting, about uh, felons voting, about unregistered voters um, voting. And by the end of December, they're aware that these allegations are false. And that's the email that the judge quotes here, one of the emails, where Eastman says, the president has since been made aware that some of the allegations um, um, are, have been inaccurate. And then they go and they make him, they actually, the lawyers go and they have him file a federal lawsuit where the judge, where, where, where Trump, Trump uh, certifies under oath, verifies under oath that these allegations were in fact true. And he, you know, that's, that's perjury and that, that's certainly evidence of federal crimes. But remember, when, when Eastman makes this statement, it's December 31st. What happens three days later, mm. two days later? He makes Trump makes the call to Raffensperger. Mm. He 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 makes that famous recorded call, infamous report, right, recorded call, the when he's asking Raffensperger, demanding Raffensperger, threatening Raffensperger if he doesn't to find exactly eleven thousand yeah. seven hundred and eighty votes, one more than he needs. This is a smoking gun for the prosecutor in Georgia. And the Georgia investigation is very advanced. This is going to be a very important document and exhibit in the, in, in the, in the charges that I'm sure she's going to bring. And Alyssa, I remember you saying that you've been hearing from folks in that world that, in Trump world, that... that now, hold on. What I'm after is... Uh, I think George Conway is going to have a... a little bit more to add investigation based upon the, the, the witnesses they have called seems to be fairly well advanced. And I would think that they would want to bring charges by the end of the year because you really want to, I mean, you, I don't, it's been going on for quite some time. And I think she's held back, frankly, because of the um, elections. She doesn't want to be accused of, uh, of Fannie Willis of, of affecting the election. So I, I think that and the, all of the, the sense that people are getting is that investigation is moving much more quickly than mm. the federal investigation. And this is just, I mean, this is a devastating piece of evidence here. We've obviously seen, you know, the former president willing to take things all the way to the Supreme Court. Or he could use to try to delay or block Eastman from turning over the emails? Yeah, I think there's, well, no, I, they're not, not, the, not the emails. I mean, these emails are going to go to the January 6th committee, and, and the January 6th committee has been working with the Justice Department and with the Georgia prosecutors. This is coming into, this is going to be used against him, and it's a devastating, as I said, a devastating piece of evidence. And I agree with Alyssa. Um, he's a desperate man. And he's getting more and more desperate. And Here I think we are. We're going to see that over the coming months, and I think it's going to force his hand into he will run for president to, for his effect, in effect for protection uh, against these legal proceedings. But there's just going to be too many of them, mm. and um, I think we're going to see the. And, you know, I think he might get the nomination anyway, but I think we're going to see the meltdown to end all meltdowns of, of a public figure. There we are, the meltdown to end all meltdowns of a public figure. Oh well, we were out in front of the out in front of the curve on that one too, huh? But he's making he is in fact making more rumblings about how uh, uh, oh what it, it, he had some maggot rally what in Texas, Robstown, Texas.
Yeah, what was that at the? Uh, was it? Was that at a horse ring or uh, uh, maybe a, a high school football field? Something. Uh, but he said, uh, "Well, I guess I'll probably have to run for president again in 2024." I ran twice, I won twice, I did much better the second time than I did before, and now in order to make our country successful, safe and glorious again, I will probably have to do it again. And of course he repeated the big lie and the grunting and barking and squeaking and screeching and hooting and caterwauling maggots that wet themselves with, 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 with glee and joy. The problem is, the minute he announces that he's running... He loses all those sweet, 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 sweet dollars that are paying all his legal bills. And so if he announces and then, you know, he gets sued again, or it, there's, there's, there's going to be, there, there's going to be an exodus of lawyers, if the ones that haven't run away yet. You know, counsel for the parking garage will probably be gone. Council for the parking garage. I love that. I'm sorry. I just do. I can't help it. So I don't. I don't. It, and he lashed out at anybody who might run against him. Apparently, he's deeply aggrieved that Nikki Haley uh, Nimrata, uh, the woman who was connived so easily into believing there was an ima- in an imaginary. Pacific Island nation called Bonomo. Never going. No, I'm always going to mention that with Nimrata Haley, because that's who she is. Bonomo. Is Morning Zoo Crew program on Moscow 98.9. We call now U.S. Ambassador to U.N. Nikki Haley, and conv- and and we are going to pretend to be president of Poland. Should be fun. Aha! Aha! And people think she's smart. Wow. Um, no, I don't think they did. Um, the, might those documents have something to do with A.G. Garland's announcement today? Ralph's asked no, because all he talked about was uh, the China meddling around trying to find out what's going on with the Huawei prosecution. Because believe you me, I tuned in, you know, bated breath, popcorn, you know, the works. Even had the rot gut tequila, just didn't get, nope. So I put it in the swirly straw back away. And as to the interview that uh, Brother Deacon Asa saw, he said that was the one with Kanye and Piers Morgan. That pig fucker's so deep into drugs, I guarantee he'll be dead inside, inside of five years. He's not talking about Piers Morgan, he's talking about Kanye. Uh, I don't doubt it. Randy Radar says there's a billion dollars running parking garages. I know, but you have to live in that tiny little building right there where the car goes. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Let's run over to the stress line and see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello? Oh, just a minute. Sorry. Just a minute. For some reason or another, it wasn't tapped into the board. 
All better now. Hey. Can you hear me now? I can. Well, hello there. How in the world hey there, are you? There, hello there. Yeah, how in the world are you? Um, uh, you know, what is it, what, what was one of those things that we saw uh, Friday the 13th is better than it, Monday with the whenever? Right. <laughs> On those 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 pithy sayings. So uh, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm just listening to. Was that Ted Cruz on The View? Yes, that was Ted Cruz on The View. Oh, and was that today? Yeah, he had a book to hustle. Oh, and the edit was 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 Anna Navarro on Attack Mode. I I know I think I heard Whoopi, but it was Anna Navarro on yes, Attack Mode. Yes, yes, she she took she took him to task. Because I heard it, but it was kind of, I don't know what was happening with my connection on TuneIn, but it was going in and out. And speaking of TuneIn, when did they start interrupting your show with commercials? Uh, it's been going on for a while, but and, and I'm glad you mentioned it. Once again, if you are listening on TuneIn and you hear a commercial, please understand the horn, not a, not a penny, not a penny. That's their ads running on our content. So... Yeah. Because, yeah, because uh, it doesn't happen all the time. But because I've gone through a whole show and not heard a commercial, and then all of a sudden I'm listening, and then I'm like, is that a commercial? What the what the heck? But anyway, uh, the well, movie just, is kind of uh, like, hang, hang oh, on, yeah, y'all go. Wait, 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 wait. I'm hanging, hang on. I'm just dying to know, who was it a commercial for? Uh, uh, well, well, one was, the one today was uh, Mario Lopez talking about um, the drought in California. So at least it was the public service ad. Okay, so that's weird. They're running PSAs in the middle of my program. Okay. Right. No, it's seriously, because it was like right before you went to the, ha when, I think it's like right after the halfway mark. Um, and so... This commercial comes on, and it's Mario Lopez, you know, from Safe Out of Bounds. Um, and so he was talking about, you know, the, the, the uh, Sam Bam, you know, we're doing the, our, our best to conserve water here in California, and we hope you do as well. So, yeah. I wonder if that's targeted based on, you know, your IP address or something. But I, yeah, I want, but I have, but I run everything. I'm on a VPN on my phone, so I don't know. Isn't a VPN not supposed to show your location? I don't, you know, well, me and it'll, technology. It'll, it'll show a location. I mean, if you say that you're on a, uh, a location, yeah, if your VPN is Tuvalu, you know, you should get some Tuvalu targeted ads. Right. Right. So I was kind of hoping it was ExxonMobil or something so I could say, hey, y'all, if you just heard an ad for ExxonMobil on this program, understand, they suck. <laughs> but all, that too. Yeah, all kidding, all kidding aside, though, I mean, um, I'm ne I've never been consulted, never been asked, nothing.
No, and that and the first time it happened because I was listening to the show and I hadn't called in. Uh, the last couple of times this happened. The last couple of times this happened, I hadn't called in on the show, and so or it, it, or you know me, my attention span and retention span, you know, um, and I get to run in my mouth, so I forget. Um, there's been a couple of times that I have called in. Um, that uh, I. Um, you know, that I heard a commercial. And I'm like, what the hey? And I'm like, oh, no, Robin, the whole purpose of her show is not to have advertisers. And so, because if she had advertisers, we wouldn't have to be calling and you wouldn't have to be, you know, begging for bread. So, yeah. Yeah, and this is only a tune-in so, thing. Okay. Yeah, because I, I mean, because well, the only time I, the only way I typically listen is through tune in, um, because I'm usually listening, even when I'm at home, I listen to it on on my on my I listen to tune in on my Roku, because they actually have the tune in app on 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 um, the streaming thing, my Roku streaming device. Yeah, that works. So it's like, yeah. So, but from now on, if I'm listening and I haven't called in and I get a commercial, I will, I will make it my point to text you about the, you know. Yeah, tell and and tell what, me, yeah, what, tell, what me, tell me, tell me who it is that's riding my hillbilly back. Right, because I would think. That because I've been listening to you know when I remember when I finally figured out how to listen to this show without having to be on hold that it took what two years. Yeah. It was a different time. You just oh no, baby, it didn't take that long. No, 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 it's cosine, and you and you cosine way too quick. Okay, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> as as I just said that I have no mem uh, I have no memory span. Yes, you do. So, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> so I'm sorry. You're like, yeah, go ahead and say that, Tracy. Go ahead and say you'll remember that as you're laughing to yourself when I say <laughs> I'll remember that. But anywho, so you know, we're still embroiled in the in the hot mess that is LA City Council. And finally, 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 last night, um, Governor Newsom told, said, y'all need to step down. Now, whether that's going to happen, because Kevin DeLeon, I mean, he has dug in his heels. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, he's putting it on his terms on what we need to heal and how to bring about that healing. And so, yeah. So it's just a big F you. Does he expect, he has decided does that he expect to still have a political future? See, this is what I don't understand. Okay. Um, like I said, Nuri uh, uh, um, Martinez stepped down. Uh, Herrera stepped down. 
And I know, like I said, we talked about the Sadio. He's he's not, you know, he lost his seat anyway. So I guess he's just trying to hang out for two more paychecks. Because I don't know, I guess if they get paid monthly or what have you. But Kevin DeLeon, he's not up for re-election until 2024. Right, yeah, he he he's got a, he's got a nice long uh, nice long ride with his tr- trotters in the trough. Right, and so it's like, and of course there's no like I said, there's nothing in the city charter that says that we can remove elected officials for cause. So that is just in itself is pretty terrifying, you know, that, um, you know, if indictments start getting handed down, though, then they best be, they best get kicked off of the, of the suspended from the city council like they did uh, Mark Ridley Thomas. Because as soon as he got indicted, Right, because as soon as they got a giant, they're like, "Well, you gotta go," and and go and and so he went. But it's it's just you know, it's it's just kind of sort of ridiculous. Not kind of sort of ridiculous. It is ridiculous because my problem is well. On a high note, they have been stripped of all their committees. They have, they're no longer on any committee at all. But when you, how dysfunctional, because again, it's a 15 member board. So now these, the people that they, their constituents, are they going to get what they need if they're not, if, if, if people are actively blocking them from making decisions? Did I say that right? You're doing fine. You know, you know, when it comes to budgeting and stuff like that, and like I said on Friday, you know, two weeks and without me, hey, this is day, what, 16 without me being dragged by my It's you. <laughs> 17. This is day 17. 17. That's right. That's, today is day 17. <laughs> all kidding aside, how, how, are you, how are you feeling? I mean, are you, are you pretty well healed up? Well, well, I'll keep, well it's, it's, it's... Have you named... No, no, more importantly, have you, have you renamed your cab Christine? That part. <laughs> Because I, I was really considering renaming my cat Christine. I really was. Which back when I used to read Stephen King books all the time was one of my. Oh, I used to I used to read crazy. I mean, the last Stephen King book I wrote, read was Yes. but I read you know Misery, Cujo, you know, and that was yet another reason for me never to get a dog. Um, Christine and um, it and a couple of other things. I, I I don't know what was wrong with me. Why I was so into Stephen King. Oh, and Dean Cooper. Somebody, you know, take my, you know. But anywho, yeah, no, I I worked a full day Saturday, and um, 
because Saturday was my airport day. And so I worked until I got to that point. I started getting tired and my shoulder, my left shoulder blade started hurting and I was about to go back to the airport. So it took forever to drop, to get back to almost to the airport. And I got on the freeway, the 90, which is the Marina freeway. And I just said, it was a choice of either going north or south to the airport. And I'm like, screw it, I'm going home. So I went north. Well, I have a question to ask you in that regard. Because I know you did do a full day on Saturday. Did you, because I was already talking about it earlier today, and, you know, you're my source for knowing, you know, roads, highways, and byways in the greater Los Angeles area and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. did, you, did, you, did you happen to uh, see the overpass on the 405 with the Nazis on it? No, I missed that. I saw the, because um, I don't know exactly where, did they say where it was in the 405? No, they just said, no, uh, there's some pictures, but be hard to, hard to say, I mean. Well, no, I mean, because, um, and that's the, you know, that's kind of the problem, because and more than likely, if it was, I mean, not if, but being on the 405, it was probably in the Orange County area. Because the 405, where all the overpasses are, that part starts in the valley. Um, basically, you know, North Valley, Granada Hills, and stuff like that. And it goes all the way south until you... It, it, it's so funny because um, at one point before the 405 was built, the only way you could get certain parts of, from the northern part of L.A. or Valley or to the south was the 5. So the 405 ostensibly, you know, basically connects the valley um, from the 5 to back to the 5 down south when you're about to hit San Diego. So it cut through. It, if you take the 405, it, it, it was to save time. Well, apparently, so apparently, when you're it, all, apparently it was within... It was within the, the, the city limits of L.A. Because, of L.A.? Yeah, because your district attorney uh, got out on Twitter and said, we cannot tolerate the anti-Semitism that was on the full display today on an L.A. freeway. White supremacy is a societal cancer that must be excised. This message is dangerous and cannot be normalized. I stand with the Jewish community in condemning this disgusting behavior. Eric Garcetti got on Twitter. I love some George Gaston. Uh, he seems like a good guy. Um, Garcetti got on Twitter and said, we condemn this weekend's anti-Semitic incidents. Jewish Angelinos should always feel safe. There's no place for discrimination or prejudice in Los Angeles, and we will never back down from the fight to expose and eliminate it. Yeah, no. So that being, so it could have been anywhere from, because um, uh, when you talk about the city limits, uh, we'll see. That's the thing. Since you have Garcetti and Gascon, because Gascon is the district attorney for, for L.A. County. Garcetti is the mayor of L.A. So yeah. it could have been anywhere between um, Long Beach at that point then, because basically once you get to Long Beach on the 405, you're, out of, you're still in L.A. County, but you're out of the city of L.A. 
Okay. So it could have been anywhere. Well, I'm firing up the. Uh, and that's and that and that's boys and girls. It's the the, the geography portion of. <laughs> Where on the 405 do we have the anti-Semite? Yeah, right. Um, oh, and, you know, yeah. they, they were photographed giving their <laughs> stiff arm salute, and their banner said, uh, uh, you know Kanye was right, was right about the Jews. Right. Ugly shit. Right. Well, I see, now they're going to piss off Kanye because they didn't say yay. Well, you know, he can eat a bag of dicks. I don't care. Yeah, he can, too. Well, speaking of cancel culture, see, there's cancel culture and then there's cancel culture. Like, you know, people like Ted Cruz, yes, needs to be canceled. People like uh, Kanye West need to be canceled and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and so they are coming for Kanye. <laughs> And you know well, what? I guess he's been dropped by a talent agency. Yep. But Adidas is still out there, you know, doing business with him. Yeah, they they said they got a review. What is there to review? Kind of my point. Obviously, there's, um, you know, obviously there must not be a lot of Jewish people on the board of directors or something. Or uh, the CEO or somebody because, uh, yeah. Well, and as I said, you know, as I said, what, as I said, talking about the story at the beginning of the program, Adidas has a Nazi problem anyway. A real live, no kidding, oh, pro we'll you know, provided shoes to the Nazi army problem. Oh. Oh, well, there's that. Well, I keep trying to, there's I keep that. trying to, I keep trying to run the ABC Seven story, but all they keep saying is a an overpass above the four hundred five. Well, let's see, let's see what Mama Tracy can find, because now it's going to make me crazy. Let's see. Okay, heat up the. The Google machine. <laughs> okay, let's see. Four oh five. And no, I'm not driving right now. And of course, Over they're all there. wearing masks. Oh. And okay, here we go. As soon as I just typed in four oh five overpass, and Google finished out Nazi. Okay, let's see. Anti-Semitic anti flyers thrown in Beverly Hills after banners. Jesus. After Kanye. Yeah, Creative Artist Agency. So creative artist, artist Agency dropped him, and Kim Kardashian said she was horrified by what he said. Whatever. You know, I, I, I don't care. Like, I would be saying, like, you know, how you just said you could eat a bag of dicks. That's what she does. Oh, sorry. That's on. Okay. Photo yeah. show demonstration. Here's the ABC seven show. I just she. I, yeah, I heard that earlier. She's Robin. She was horrified. 
whatever. Uh, I'm just hoping, you know, she. I, I happen to notice because I shop for cosmetics now that she's got an entire line of KKW. Right. Please, Jesus, don't let her marry some guy named King. Oh. Yeah, now she has. Um, you, you understand. Oh, I mean, it, I guess she, it was KKW, right. then it would be Kim Kardashian. King. Okay. Oh, King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. But, I mean, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, because I'm looking at the whole thing and I'm going, uh, I'm look, I, I'll find it before the, the day is over, before we get off the call. Hold on. So, you know, it's terrifying. It's, and now I see that there was a of anti-Semitic um, flyers going around Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. You know, so. so it's like, you know, it's just... It's just Where'd she went? Um, hmm. I'm here. Oh, I was okay. just, no, I, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so, um, my phone is going in and out. But I just, you know, people, people are under the misconception that all this stuff that happens, the anti-Semitism and all that, it only happens, it doesn't happen here in L.A. And it does. I mean, I, I just really wish Kanye would take his... His monkey ass back to Chicago and just leave us alone. Wait, wait, no, wait, it. what? <laughs> I, I just, I know it's, it's, that was terrible for me to say, but I, it's just, I'm tired of him. I am tired of him and Candace Owens and, and, uh, well, and you, you know, you know, you know now, you know now that he's getting his talking points from Candy Girl. Right. You know, and I've been saying it for a long time. Kanye just needs the voice can, of a strong and, black and, woman, and, and can, but not Candace Owens. Well, that's the well. Can, you know, it's kind of like Ron and Raleigh said. Can, Candy girl is the whitest black girl in America. Ever. Uh, but, Ever. But, but okay, you gotta you gotta connect the little dots. Uh, Candy girl. Which one? Candy Girl is married to a dude, and he's the CEO of Parlor. And Parlor is the company that Kanye just said he's going to buy. Right, hold on a second. I got somebody driving down the wrong way on the one-way street. Holy Jesus, fuck. I, I, I thought she died. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wrong L.A. story. My bad. Drop the dime. Drop the dime, girl. Drop the dime. Oh, by the time I call, they're long gone. You know? And I, I, again, in Inglewood, and I don't know the response time on Inglewood TV. So, yeah, no. It's, it was a small stretch of roads, but still. Right, yeah. But. What is now? What is Parlor? Parlor is a right-wing social media site where the maggots gather. 
So if if Elon gets away with buying Twitter and Kanye buys Parler, uh, social media, <laughs> there's going to be nowhere safe. Uh, not that, I mean, Twitter's a sewer already, but. Yeah. Hey, I got a note in from Scary Jerry. Just got a contextual ad. It was about Broward early voting. Other than the weird timing of the ads, they've been quite complimentary. Um, upvote trailer load of dicks for you. <laughs> it says Kanye might be the Antichrist. God, Scary Jerry. So in so in Broward, we're running go vote ads. Okay. Um, anybody want to send a check? Okay. I mean, tune in. You guys, send a check. Help a girl out. Uh, sorry, had to get that in there. Uh, uh, Emilio says, I want Kanye gone, too. Take him home to his family or a psychologist that will help him. That's the body. A black psychologist. Wait, we got we to qualify. Context, yeah. With some context that uses the Afro, Afro, Afrocentric methodology in order in his treatment. Because the boy needs to be—he needs to be deprogrammed. How is this the same dude who said on live TV George Bush don't like black people? I don't know. I, you got it. Yeah, you know. Because that—that that is a, a, a baby. Yeah, because uh, the first—the first time I ever even heard of Kanye West was that. Um, well, I might have heard about him in passing. Was that? And I kind of like that one song where he sampled Ray Charles. I like the Ray Charles part better, but, you know. Oh, she gives me money? Yeah. Go digger? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. You know, I got I mean, it was it was misogynist yeah. as all shit, but it had a beat and you could all, dance to yeah. it. It yeah. has a beat. <laughs> okay, dick fart. <laughs> Not anymore. What? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. making that bewitch noise. Well, oh, oh, I just got it. <laughs> oh, was that one a little slow? Was that one a little slow on the arrival? Is that what it was? It, it, it took a minute, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, got a note from Lady B. That part. Subject line, Stephen King. Oh, I, oh I, it's directed to me. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Red, <laughs> I love you guys. You're your own little fan department. I think it's wonderful. I'm just sitting over here basking in the reflected glory. Stephen King, read him a lot. Oh read him a lot. I read him a lot as a kid. Last book I read was Insomnia. I even got it signed by him when he made an appearance in Colorado Springs. Best movie adaptations of his books for me was Stand By Me, originally a novella called The Body. Who didn't love that movie? The Body, uh, right. The Shawshank Redemption, also. Who didn't love that yep. movie? Uh, that's from a novella Even called the, Rita Hayworth the, yeah. and the Shawshank Redemption. The Green, Redemption yep. the Green Mile was a pretty good adaptation, too. Oh, God, The Green Mile just killed me. Um, I'm glad Tracy's safe. Uh, hope Shorty continues to get better. Yes, we do. And fuck Kanye West and Herschel Walker. They're clowns and Uncle Toms. We ain't got time for those N-bongs. The sooner they are both forgotten, the better. P.S. The news about Adidas and their Nazi ties is disappointing. I remember Run DMC writing a whole rap song about them. We blacks had no idea. 
it's shitty how these fashion and shoe companies always some, have some skeletons in their closet. Hopefully Skechers are okay. Otherwise, I might as well go barefoot. I know. It's kind of like saying it's, it's kind of the same with me and my little kid's leather, leather cheerleader shoes. You take those away from me, and I'm barefoot, too. Those are the most comfortable shoes I've right. ever worn, boy or girl. Period. Those kids. Please don't say- Please don't say anything about Crocs because, see, I just finally found a shoe that I can wear every single day, and they're comfortable, and they, you know, they're ugly as fuck. But I, they, they have grown on me. I mean, well, and a, fr- I have a friend seen of mine, now uh, more black people. Bridge Day, Bridge Day. Uh, the girl I went to Bridge Day with. Uh, was wearing hers, and she was wearing the insulated one, and she said, Mama, I may have, I may have wrong, worn the wrong shoes. These are hot, because it was nice on bridge day. But they were really cute. They were the, you know, they were the, like the tie-dye, swirly kind of thing going on. And I said, are they really that comfortable? Mm-hmm. She said, Mama, yes, they are. They're that comfortable. You need some. Right, no, and see. Um, I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid. I'm about to get a pick. I'm just afraid a pair of Crocs in size 12 is just going to make me look like nothing but, you know. It's just going to be all foot. <laughs> well, okay. I am already that old blues to, uh, that old blues tune about and your feet's too big. <laughs> Do you ever hear that one? No. You'll have to look it up. And your feet's I'll too big. I have to big. look it up. Well, it looks like okay. So I'm looking at the um. I'm looking at the story, and yes, I'm, now I am driving. But it says Beverly Hills, California. So that means that's the Dateline, yeah. That it was the over. That, so that means it was Beverly Hills. That means it was the overpass. Um, probably once you go past Wilshire, because there's a, there's a Wilshire overpass, and so and if this happened Sunday, I was very. Under, I was I was in uh, uh, one of my phones, and as like I said, I was watching. Uh, well, we have an answer obsessed, now. You know, we have an answer now. Yeah. Tamara just wrote in and said, uh, and and sent me a, a tweet from somebody else. And thank you, Tamara, for serving as the Hornet Hawk Research Department in regard to four hundred five overpasses. Uh, this is the southbound. This is the southbound 405 La Tijera Boulevard overpass. La Tijera. Yeah, Tijera. Uh, you can match the signs in the far left corner of the first image with the banners. The far corner of the banner, and uh, uh, Tamara tells us uh, they were facing 405 South. A few of the fash have been identified. Good, good. Identify them all good. and dri- and drive them from public life. Because Nazis have no place in public life. They don't need jobs. Right. They don't need if, homes. If, they don't need food. They don't need shelter. Because they're Nazis. They're Nazis. And the only way to have a tolerant society is not to tolerate Nazis and Klansmen. They're Nazis. That part. To see, it's like... like you, who was that what Steve was saying... Um, earlier about this, this both, you know, I'm tired of people with the both siderism and that we need to listen to both sides. Fuck you. I don't have okay? anything to say to a fascist. 
I, that's because she, there's nothing you can say. And the fact that we waste, I mean, and this is like, what, that, is what, that is one of my only complaints about KBLA is when they allow these assholes to call in and waste time. Yeah, but hold you know, on. Hold, like, hold, yeah, but hold on. This is a moment, okay? We got to dissect what you just said. KBLA is operating for a profit, correct? I, yeah, so that, that's the kind of shit that gets people to listen to yes, the show. Yes, that's the kind of people that gets that's the kind of thing that gets people worked up. I mean, Tom Hartman does the same thing. You know, he'll he'll invite some right winger on. No minds are going to be changed, but it's 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 real good radio wrestling and this is not me taking Tom Hartman to task it's just contrary to how i feel like we need to be you know there are thousands there this goes way back to the beginning of the horn but at the time there were like 10,000 hours of right wing content for every hour of progressive broadcasting and you're going to have a right winger on your program why why who are the assholes that KBLA's having on? I mean, are they having Nazis on? Are they having the fash on? Or is this just some hotel? Well, what they're doing... Well, no, there's fascists that are calling in. There's this one guy, and he calls in every week. Um, and there's a couple of them. One is a brother, and I think he's just, you know, hotel, you know. Uh, but he's also, but he can, he also can bring it up to on Kool-Aid. But there's this white guy that calls in and he, and he comes in his white guy voice. It's just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. And he, you know, throwing out all the, the right wing talking points. And I'm like, why do you, there, I, we have a finite amount of time left on this earth. And I love Dominique DePrima, and I love her show because she's amazing and she's interesting. And, I mean, she can go toe-to-toe with these people. Don't get it twisted. But it turns into a shouting match. And it's like, I don't want, I don't care. If I have a radio show, Robin, and if somebody called in my show with bullshit, I can buy Girl, we ain't got time for this. I want to hear positive stuff. I want to hear about solutions. I want to hear about what how we're going to fight fascism. I want to know how we're going to fight white supremacy and all this other shit. And to waste my time, you know, and, and scorching my ears listening to this hate and this this idiocracy, you know, it's just ah. Okay, I'm a, I'm a better now. No, but the th- but the thing is that 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 shit. Is incredibly popular with the audience. You, uh, hit him again! Uh, hit him again! I can put some stank on it. You know it. That, and and it's everything wrong with American media. Does that make sense? Right. This shit is toxic. Yes, it is toxic as fuck. And it, and, and, know, and, it, and it detracts. Like it, it detracts from solution. It 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 detracts from. Activism and, and 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 pointing out inequities and the injustices because they got nothing to say. They're just they're you know they're either tr- they're just trolls and they're out there sea lioning. And sea lioning is the worst okay. kind of time what, what, vampire. Thank you. 
And what is this, and what does that mean? Explain. Well, it comes from an, it comes from an old cartoon god back way earlier in the century. Um, I'm looking it up now. I'll know the cartoon when I see it. There it is. There it is. Uh, it comes from a cartoon uh, called Wonder Mark by David Malky. Uh, and it's like, you know, Victorian steampunk. And a man and a woman are talking, and, and the woman says, I don't mind most marine mammals, but sea lions, I could do without sea lions. And the guy says, don't say that out loud. And suddenly a sea lion is behind him saying, pardon me, but I couldn't help but overhear. Now you've done it. I would like to have a civil conversation about your statement. Would you mind showing me evidence of any negative thing any sea lion has ever done to you? She says, go away. And says, There's no need to raise your voice. I'm right here. I'm just curious if you have any sources to back up your opinion. You're in my house. You made a statement in public for all to hear. Are you unable to defend the statements you make or simply unwilling to have a reasoned discussion? And the guy finally looks at her and says, told you, dude, sea lions. I have been unfailingly polite, and you two have been nothing but rude. I'm trying to eat breakfast very well. We shall resume in an hour. Sea lioning is when some asshole comes along who is not a good faith participant in any kind of discussion and says, I just want to see your sources. I'm just concerned. Another word for them used to be concern trolls. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Jude says it's good to hear Tracy's feeling better. Listening to both now, it instantly brought to my mind a car accident I created when four years old. We had those doors considered backwards or also called suicide doors. Oh, my goodness. Both my parents were talking in the front seat. My older sister, sitting next to me in the back seat for some unknown reason, decided I wanted to go home and voiced it out loud. Reaching for the handle and pulling on it, the door flung open, swiftly drawing me out of the car. Oh, my God, Jude. Memories are limited, but I do remember hitting the side of the road and rolling down a gravel hill. Spent time in the hospital, lonely, missing my home and family so much. But my God, how horrific that was for my family in the car to have experienced. I have only those few visuals of a day 70 years ago. The exquisite working of mind storage never ceases to be amazing. So, dear Tracy, inserting an emoji wink here. Take care, Jude. What a story. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Appreciate you. That's like my dad telling the story. They were coming back from the Penny Fair. That was the name of the grocery store um, down in the Kanawha Valley at Smithers. And I think dad was driving his 1960 red and white Dodge station wagon or something. Wow. And the car caught fire. And he had his mama in the, He had taken his mama to the grocery store. That was the whole reason for the... And there's a hillside, and and Dad's trying to pull over, and he's like, Mother, Mother, don't panic. Don't panic, Mother. And the next thing you know, my granny has flung open the door and jumped out of the car, went down the hill, broke her leg. When, you know, it, it wasn't an abandoned Ooh. ship kind of situation, but she didn't drive cars and didn't trust cars. And, you know. <laughs> Lord, you help me. Hello, Lord, you help me. My shoe. <laughs> so, you know, that's been a running gag. I mean, it's not funny, but it's been a running gag in my family all these years. You know, don't be Janie and out of the... It, it, no, it's all right. Don't be Janie and out of the car. Her name was Janie. And... <laughs> he used to get so frustrated. I just remember the way it's... Mother! Bless her heart. 
were you was your grandmother still alive when you were born? Oh yeah, I I, I knew her up into my teenage years. She only passed. Oh, that must have been amazing. Yeah, she uh, she was born in 1904, and I think she died in 1995. So. Oh wow! Yeah, um, her last years were, of course, hell. Um, but she was an amazing woman. She really was, except when it came to you know leaping out of moving. The Staying vehicle. in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the car, mother. <laughs> Too late. Now we gotta go back to me because now I'm thinking it's like Miss Tracy, are you okay? I'm like, yes, baby, just sit still. Do not move. <laughs> oh, I'm not Please. going anywhere. The car's because, making sure of that. No, but that, at that point the car has stopped because of my girth. <laughs> so I'm like, Please don't move. It's like because they big girls, so I need y'all's weight to anchor the car. Please, don't move. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The things that happen to us on the course of everyday life is, is just, who needs TV? Oh, ooh, that's right. Tonight is a new quantum leap. Ooh. Shut up. I don't get to watch it till tomorrow. Stop it. Oh, okay. I want. Okay, okay, okay. I don't typically don't watch it until Tuesday either. You know because. Oh, ne- oh well. Now, so my my first class class was on Tuesday. We met on Tuesday evening. Now this class we meet on Monday evening, but it's only from six to seven thirty. So that's it's not manageable. too bad. Uh, yeah, that's manageable. But and but what's cool about it is I can cook dinner. So. Tonight, I'm making garlic butter chicken. Sounds righteous. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I just, oh, if you're ever, I, if, I if you, I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a simmer sauce. If you're ever in the grocery store and you're in the international section, the Patex butter chicken sauce, simmer, crock pot, forget it. Delicious. Delicious. Just delicious. Really? Yeah, a little little basmati rice or jasmine rice alongside. You're good. I mean, yeah, and, nope, I, and I, you can and you I can pour, you can get a package of those boneless skin uh, those uh, boneless chicken thighs and just cover them in that in that sauce and walk away and you know you can get a lot of those 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 little thighs that you can get a lot of them in a crock pot. That's why I love to work with them. Oh yeah. And it's 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 the best taste yeah, of meat no. on a bird. It is, it is. Um, there's this. Um, uh, now we're in, now, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the food porn section of the show. Yes, um, There's this. There's a, a, a Mediterranean. Well, Mediterranean Persian or something. Um, it's called maces or masses, and it and they're in malls. This, you know, and it's the kebabs and stuff. Baby. So they have two chicken kebabs. They have the thigh meat kebabs and the breast meat kebabs. Guess which kebabs taste the best? Oh, thigh. All day long and twice on Sunday. Right. All day. And here's, it was whole, it was because I have been ordering and I couldn't remember and I accidentally, I didn't realize that I had ordered 
beside me kebabs. And I'm like, there's something off about this, right? And so, because I'm like, they kind of dry. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, what is this? What is this? What is this? And then I realized that they had two, you know, and I said, I have been ordering the side meat and inadvertently ordered the breast meat. I mean, it was still good, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, you know, because side meat, see, the beautiful thing about side meat is you can reheat side meat. Yes. And it'll still be, you know, and but it's great. It's, it's, great. It's, it's, it's great for chicken salad, too. That's a that's a little secret. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with grapes. With grapes, you grape supremacist, you. Yes, grapes and almond slivers too. Call me Karen. I don't care. Karen. <laughs> it's like okay, I love you as long because see, remember, I thought it was a hard that it was a, a vicious lie told about told by black people about white people to make white people seem as crazy as I thought they are. And I'm like, no, it can't be true. It can't be true. But then you confirm as the white woman that you are, that there is such a thing as white people putting raisins in potato salad. And I, I, yes. We will put raisins in anything. I had, uh, you know, I told you, I got, I I don't don't understand why. Because raisins are delicious, just, and they're dried, and they plump up, and, and they're potato just... potato salad? Yes. Shut up. Yes in potato salad. If oh, you, bitch, no. If you season it the right way, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I got I, I got to go to that lovely little soiree on Saturday evening, and one of my friends had made a Viennese... Uh, a, not Viennese, please. A Viennese Apfelstrudel. A Viennese? Apfelstrudel. And it was. Did it, it had, have raisins in it? Damn right, it had raisins in it, and it had apples in it. It had thin slices—I uh, mean, like paper-thin slices—of uh, of, of lemon, and there was sugar and cinnamon all. And it, oh, it was heavenly. I mean, it was some. But the 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 real centerpiece of the dessert table. raisin. He made cannoli. And Did you put raisins in a cannoli too? No, no. Stop with the raisins. <laughs> Got a one-track mind, girl. Uh, but no, the thing is, there yeah, was this well. big, beautiful platter of cannolis. You know, dipped in chocolate. You could see the pistachios and the and the and the and the, and the sweetened ricotta filling and everything. They were crisp and beautiful. And they all had a half of a maraschino cherry at the end. Gorgeous. And it was dark chocolate too. But no raisin. No. The, I have not. <laughs> But the thing is, it was sitting there, and I called him over, and I said, why is there not a little toy pistol sitting next to this tray? <laughs> take the cannoli, leave the gun. Oh, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Leave the gun, oh. take the cannoli. I mean, I, I cannoli. how can anybody serve cannolis, you know, like since 1972, I, without a little toy pistol next to right, the cannolis? You, I mean, you know, you just, unless, you, it, it, um, unless you remember the family, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh oh. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Oh shit! I... Oh no. Lady B done pulled my oh, card. No. Lady B done c- pulled my card. Uh-huh, Robin, uh-huh. Robin, Robin, you yeah. are you mm-hmm. are officially uninvited to the cookout. 
Mm-hmm. Damn mm-hmm. it. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I need some open-mindedness mm-hmm. about my raisins. No! <laughs> no! Emphatically. 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 No! I mean, is there like invisible? Is, is there is there like invisible ink in the Constitution, the original copy? You know, where 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 next to the three fifths clause, James Madison took his little quill pen and invisible ink and wrote in and raisins or something. Is there something I need to know here? Look, I've been trying to tell you know we were cool because, like I said, I thought it was a joke. And that you would never do something like that, and so you know, I'm caught, I'm easing in with Lady B because I'm like, I, and I need any uh, anybody else is black listening to the show because see, you know, me and Lady B, that's two of us. So Shorty, if you're listening, Todd, if you're listening, uh, who else? Now you're just being, no, 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 no. Now you're just being an outside instigator. Yeah. Agent provocateur. Mm-hmm. Over a raisin. What's because I don't know? The humble little raisin. I'm a raisinist. You are a raisinist. Raisinist. And I own. I look. <laughs> I got the robes and everything, bitch. Well, you and you and my youngest daughter. Uh, that all oh, that that child has hated raisins from the day. It, uh, but no, seriously, going way, way, way back into the 70s, the great humor columnist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Louis Grizzard, got a little right-wingy, but that's okay. He was hilarious. There was a chapter in his – he was married several times unsuccessfully. But there, he wrote a book about his – At this point, it is you and not me. He wrote a book about his, his, his marital misadventures. And one of the chapters about, you know, learning to, you know, being a young married, one of the chapters was called Pantyhose on the Curtain Rod and Raisins in the Rice. There's a thing with raisins. Now, I like to just talk on them because, you know, there's sugar and there's iron and it's good for you. But they plump up nope. so nice when you bake something with them. Or anything there's liquid in, they just oh, plump up. Nothing worse than fucking, you can fuck up a, a perfectly good oatmeal cookie with some goddamn raisins. What? I, 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 I mean, I, I knew you were hostile. I, I didn't know you were like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, now, okay, in my defense, I can eat. The golden raisins, the golden seedless raisins. And see, you know, and full transparency with the whole raisin thing. When I was growing up, we couldn't, we didn't buy the seedless raisins. They had, so you bite into those things and it would be like the seeds or whatever. And it was just horrible. Yeah, I always hated the little, Ugh. you know how you'd bite into a Fig Newton and you'd get that little gritty, because the little fig the seeds little, are gritty uh, and they're like sand and like, oh. Uh, but no, okay, 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 wait, wait. I've been, I've been, I have been admonished. Lady B says you should be open-minded about the fact that raisins don't belong in potato salad. You can cook the ribs, though. You can cook the ribs, though. No dry rubs. Yes, I'm a raisinist. Right. Yes, I'm a raisinist, too. I got a black power fist and a potato salad power. 
people. <laughs> oh, you did you people! Oh, no, you did not. Oh wait, okay, all right. We no, we got a split. We got a split in the family because uh, Scary Jerry just said cookout pass restored. Observer status only. You will be searched for raisins. <laughs> Don't try sneaking them in in your bra either, Robin. We know that shit. Ron and Raleigh is now part of the festivities. Only in oatmeal and rice pudding and oatmeal cookies. No, no, no. They'll, they'll bust your ass for the oatmeal cookies too, Ron. Don't be trying that. No, I already got that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no rice pudding. No Bernadette, Bernadette, oh, how quickly y'all turn on me. Raisins. Bernadette says absolutely no raisins in potato salad ever. And Tracy in oatmeal cookies. That's all right. Love yous, Bernadette. So, uh-oh. No. Well, what the hell are you going to no. put in an oatmeal cookie? A freaking chocolate chip? That's revolting. Oatmeal. How about that? Yeah, but you got to have something oatmeal. to break up the monotony. No, no, no. How do you feel about the dried cranberry? How do you feel about the dried cranberry craisins? I can work with craisins. You gotta be shitting me. Those bitter little. <sighs> they're not bitter. Girl, they're bitter. <laughs> cranberries. Bitter, cranberries not. is bitter. All right, let's go ahead yeah, and work down. Now, now let's go ahead and work down the list. Sparky's got a prune farm, a prune orchard coming in next to his place. Where do you fall on prunes? Maybe we just need to well, survey the go, entire gotta... universe of dried fruit. Okay, so if we wanted to do, okay, so the, the, a whole universe of dried fruit, okay, I'll do pineapple, I'll do mangoes, uh, apricots, uh, that's about it. And I will have phones. I will have phones, especially when things are blocked up. And see, Boar's Head, uh, uh, Emilio says, Boar's Head puts raisins and dried cranberries in their chicken salads, and I like that. But I don't, uh, hey, look, 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 look at here now. I'm not telling y'all what not, what to and what not to eat, but let me just say this shit. If you ever come to Tracy Michelle Porter's house with any of that shit, you will be soundly thrown out the house. Just don't do it. It's a first. You know? it's, it's a first I, offense, I, strict liability kind of situation. You, no, no, get get on out of here with your right. stupid. You get on out. You, you get out on out of here with your skanky raisins. You know, look, look, me and my food, and I have potlucks. And so, and I, I do have white friends and stuff like that. So my white friends, they are delegated to certain things, like, you know, soda, paper plate, uh-huh. potato yeah. chips. Yeah, paper towels, plastic, <laughs> plastic air. Paper towels. Plastic Pla- forks. Aluminum foil for the take-home plate and forks, you know. <sighs> and, and I do have white friends that can cook. I do have white friends that can cook, and typically, and they're, you are and only the ones that are actually from the all. south. Yeah. I, I, and like I said, I do have white friends that can cook, but have you ever been to my house or have I ever had your food? I know your food. I know your food is good. I've seen pictures. I, and if and you I'm ever came too. to my house, it wouldn't be, and you clean too. So yes. if you ever came to my house, 
more than likely you will be staying there and I will be supervising the shopping trip. No, you're just going to go through my bags when I get back like some sort of TSA agent on meth. You know, where's the fucking raisins? I know they're fucking in here. I know they are. I can smell them. Yeah, and, and Bernadette, Bernadette, no, no, Bernadette, give me a little bit of love. Bernadette says, uh, uh, obviously Tracy never had Mrs. Fields cookies. Meanwhile, Tom in sunny San Rafael, Tom says, now, Robin, I'm just as white as you are and nothing against raisins per se, but really in potato salad, yuck. Okay, okay, I'll, 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 I'll back, I will back off on the potato salad, but I, 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 I Chicken salad is a hill I will die on. With the you gotta put are you are you seriously putting raisins in potato I mean in chicken salad? Well, you said grapes are okay. No, I was fucking with you. I mean, mandarin oranges in chicken salad, wonderful. It's chicken and it's salad. Okay, okay, okay. You tell me, look, I'm giving y'all asses a pass with the mayonnaise because you can't have potato salad and you can't have chicken salad or tuna salad without mayonnaise. And we ain't using none of that Miracle Whip garbage. Bitch, what? If I could reach to the phone and bitch slap you, I would fucking uh, uh, Miracle Whip. That's nasty. Yeah, we ain't having none of that. We ain't having none. No, that's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's cloyingly sweet. Oh, ew. Oh, ew, and, ew, ew, And now, and that, you know, the things that get this community going, I got Darlene in here, too. Darlene in Connecticut, the inherent racism in this discussion is disgraceful. I'm a white girl from Connecticut, and I cannot stand raisins in anything either. Golden raisins and figs are okay, though. Oh, yeah, see, the white raisins. The white raisins are okay. Those come from white girls. Y'all. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, superstar. Oh, see, this is, see, now I, I, I know how your show kind of started off, kind of doom and gloom and listening to, you know, Raphael, you know, the booger, future booger eating king of the of United States and all that. And did you have, did you play clips from Marco Rubio um, thing too? Because like I said, I couldn't really tell. No, I didn't get that. I didn't get now, any of those. But okay, and we talked about Nazis here in L.A. and Kanye and all this. But this is how we end the show. Yeah, we have now people laughing and, and, I'm and, glad and writing you're, in. You're right. And, and 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 we're laughing, but this is a serious subject, y'all. The goddamn raisins. I'm sorry. In the goddamn potato and, you know, salad. Yes, and I'm waiting in the goddamn potato salad. And see, I, I'm I'm and see now, and I came with receipts. Look, I have other folks co-signing with me, so they're all my sources, okay, so and not okay. just black folk. No, was, no, 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 no. You no, you've got you 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 you've made your point, but now I got to ask, how do we feel about tarragon? Oh, the spice, the herb? I yes. like tarragon. Okay, okay. Because I don't think there's anything better in chicken salad or potato salad than tarragon. I love tarragon. No. 
No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So in my potato salad, it's paprika. It's um, garlic top, garlic salt. No, garlic pepper, and some other stuff and seasoning salt. Uh, that's tarragon. Now pickle cubes. Pickle cubes. Sweet or dill? Are there pickle cubes? Yes. Okay. Yes, you cannot have a righteous potato salad With, without pickle. Without right. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, how about how about finely chopped celery and finely chopped onion? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. 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 Slivered almonds. And I. Did you notice the silence? I was. You no. had me. I know, I know, I know. You know, it's like, come on, sis. Come on, we're trying to get you. Like, who said it that you have a nervous status only if you come to the, you know, critique, to elite, so we don't get the white people that we do invite to the cookhouse because they are few and far between. I know, observer we status. Just tell them, yes. I have a, no, I mean, like, you, you can bring your ribs and your pulled pork and all that. You can bring that meat. You're good. But we, there's this certain thing, you know, if you ever want, and, you, and brown liquor. You bring brown liquor. Okay. And none of that LaCroix, and, and none of that, and real sodas, none of that LaCroix bullshit, LaCroix or whatever the fuck, you know. And if you bring paper plates, they must be the double thick ones. Oh yeah, I only get the sustainable ones that are made from uh, from from sugar cane and are compostable, and they're every bit as good as Chinette. Okay, and and don't bring the fake forks that you get at the nine nine cents store. Oh no, 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 no. We need we we need the we need the folks that can help that can pick up. The, the mac and cheese and the potato salad, and they don't break. Exactly, they got to be. They got to be able to stand. They got to be able to have some starch to them. Yeah, Lady B just wrote right, in. Right, you know. Oh, I, I've, I've, I've just, I've just, I, I think, I think, I've, I think, I've. Y'all losing faith in me, and this, this, this worrisome. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm going to have to think after the program's over. Lady B says, Robin, you got me shaking my head. Do we really have to take you to the woodshed about the raisins in the potato salad? Nope. Just nope. Lay hands on her, Lord. That girl ain't right. Jesus, please take the wheel. Jesus, please. Jesus, take the wheel before she gets to take the wheel of the shopping cart and keep her out of the raisin aisle. Oh, keep her out the drive through section, Lord. Jesus. Oh, but see now that now the wait, wait, wait. Now, now the community's just fallen completely to pieces. Ron and Raleigh says golden raisins are called sultanas, and lay off the gosh darn miracle whip. Been my go-to my whole life. Mayo is too fatty. We'll pray for you too, Ron. We'll pray for you too. We'll pray for you because I still have I, my father used. I I don't know maybe if because. I don't know if it's something for a Missouri thing because my grandfather, my paternal grandparents, and my father, they use Miracle Whip on sandwiches. Well, I, will I, tell like, you, I will tell you a dirty little secret. 
we're over time now, but okay. I'm going to tell you a dirty little secret. There are southern ladies all over the south. Now, they won't use it in their potato salad, and they won't use it on a sandwich, but their coleslaw they make with they use whip because it's sweeter. Right. That's what the chickens are for. The great potato salad wars of 2000. No, okay, 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 okay. Question, question. What are you putting in deviled eggs? Mayo. Anything else? Oh, hell yes. If I'm if I'm if I'm being bougie That's about okay. it, if I'm being bougie about it, uh, the and I'm not a sweet pickle girl. I'm a dill pickle girl. Um, of course you are. Uh, I, I, I use, I use <laughs> really. Yeah, Ted Cruz is right. We have to be able to sit down and discuss our problems without yelling at each other and calling each other freak. Oh. Freak. Oh my God! The offhandedness of it. The the the, the absolute the absolute the, the absolute Antarctic shade of it. Freak. Did that throw shade? Did you get? Did you get a chill to your bones? Okay, it was uh, yes. I may be, I may not warm up till May, uh, but no, my deviled eggs have uh, minced minced onion, minced celery, dill pickle cubes. Um, if I'm really feeling badass, a mm. little bit of horseradish. Sometimes I use a little curry powder. Um. But when I'm just making, when I'm just, when I'm just making, it's onions and celery, and dill pickle cubes, and then the the once everything's all, then instead of hitting them with paprika, I hit them with Old Bay. Oh, is you fancy? Yes, I'm fancy. So if it was me, I would just say I was bougetto. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, if you if you start putting Old Bay on your deviled eggs, they will tell you that you are Bougetta. I'm Bougetta. Yeah. And uh, uh, Randy Radar said there's a thing called Best Foods Light Mayo. Well, Best Foods is Hellman. Best, you know, Hellman's. That's Hellman's Light Mayo. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, and, oh, and, and thank and, you, Bernadette. And, 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 hang on, is... time out. Thank you, Bernadette, dear. Um, we actually raised a hundred of the two hundred dollars we needed to raise tonight. So, Yay! thank you, Bernadette. You're a darling. And uh, Jude says... Because she is all that. Yes, she is. And Jude says, laughter. Uh, Rumi, there are many ways to the divine. I have chosen the ways of song and dance and laughter. Tonight, Jude says, I offer, it is we that choose tonight to laugh. And, you know, this is this is doesn't get much... Apart from you calling me a freak, this doesn't get much more wholesome. <laughs> I know. But, it was, but the way, I, like you said, it was so light. <laughs> and I said it soft enough, but loud enough to make sure you heard me say it. I heard you say it. I heard you. I know. I know. And, 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 and but like I said, I, it was that 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 under. <laughs> it's like, and, and so I was like, "What did you say, huh? What?" <laughs> Well, and we just got a note from Les out on the road. Les says, raisins on their own? Yes. Raisins in other food? Hell to the gnaw. Paren, 
typed with, ty, paren, typed with my black hands in the parking lot of Sheets in Allentown, Pennsylvania. God love you less for knowing what a Sheets is. I can't get along without Sheets anymore. Sheets, uh, yeah. Oh, and, and Randy, hey, Randy Radar's what right. What is Sheets? Sheets is this, uh, it's a convenience store, but I mean, I thought it was the I thought it was the biggest bougiest convenience store I'd ever seen until I got down south and saw a Bucky's. Holy shit! Oh, I've seen malls smaller than Bucky's. What? I mean, we're talking about like fifty gas pumps. And I pulled in. I pulled wow. into. I was coming. I was coming from Atlanta toward Florence back in September, and I and I pulled into the Bucky's in Leeds, Alabama. And there was a car at every gas pump. And it wasn't any particular Saturday. It's just a Saturday. There was a car at every gas pump. There was not a parking spot to be found. Holy cow. Um, I, I'd never well, seen that. Well, you know what? Line. That reminds me. There's a Sheets place. Is, Sheets is a, a really place. nice. I mean, they are. They're, they're a really nice, you know, convenience store. That, and they've got, they've got good fast food that they'll, you know, that they cook to order. And they got... Pretty decent coffee. Well, there's a place on the way to, once you get out of Barstow, on a, so if you ever come, now, not S, but when you come here, because of course you got to do a road trip to Vegas because that's just what we have to do. But there's a place alongside of, on our way to Vegas called Eddie's. And it kind of sounds like sheets, but it's not a chain. But it's just, it's, and you, like you said, it has like about 50 or gas pumps, right? And the, they have the, this crazy, crazy selection of candy and different, you know, and gummy bears and all that. But they have old time candy, like Abba Zabba's and, um, oh, wow. so Rick, yeah, I mean, you know, the, any lemon heads, all those, and they sell it in, like, in bulk. Um, in big bags. And so, and then they have a cook to order, um, like you said, food, and then they have a, 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 a actual coffee place. Um, and then they have, um, uh, homemade caramel popcorn. Uh, um, I have an ice cream yeah, counter. I'll, I'll bet that, I'll bet that caramel popcorn just perfumes the whole store. Oh, it, it's 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 divine. But the only thing that sucks is, it, you know, because Jan and I leave early, so usually by the time we drive through, they haven't started the popcorn. But when those, those times that we got a late start going to Vegas and they're just popping the caramel corn, mother of God, it's just. And like I said, they have an ice cream thing, and um, but the the candy, I'm like, you go into a diabetic coma. It's it's one of those places. Uh, one of their taglines is, um, "Act you know, act like you're a that's five year old that and your your mom just gave you a hundred dollars to go into the candy store or something, whatever." Right, and, and we want really and we want the whole hundred dollars. Right, and, and 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 they have freshly made jerky. Not that hard, you know, dry, you know, shoe leather jerky. No, no, no. This stuff is moist. Ooh, they have a moist teriyaki tender, jerky yeah. Ooh, that'll yeah. make you, yeah, that'll make you weak. So, yeah, no. So, you know, when you do come here, 
because we got to plan the whole thing and we have to do a, a Vegas run and and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Well, I no, just I just want to I just want to compare part. I just want to compare a Randy's donut to a to a to a Krispy Kreme. That's that's yeah. Yes. Blind, yes, blind, no, we can't um, do a blind that, taste test because the um, the Krispy Kreme will be warm, so you know, give that away. Right, 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 right. And right, by the way, Randy right, Radar, right. Randy Radar so, just reminded me. I don't know how I left this out, but don't forget a touch of the dry mustard in the deviled eggs. Oh, absolutely. That's what devils them. It's the whole, yeah, because they these th- these the, like deviling things, whether it be deviled rib bones from your standing rib roast at Christmas or whatever, those are all pre those are all like pre Columbian things pre-Columbian exchange before, you know, actual chili peppers made their way into the old world. And so mustard was a way oh. to make things hot. And so since they're hot, it's hell, and that means they're, they've been deviled because they've been made spicy. Oh. And I got, I got an image here. i got to share this with you. We're talking about an image on the radio, you know, dancing about architecture. But I have an image here that our buddy Texas T provided. And it's just for you, Tracy. It is Mobile 10W40 Pumpkin Spice Motor Oil. Why you got a clown? Freak. What? What? Freak? <laughs> <laughs> you were just waiting for me to call me a freak, okay? It is so funny because tomorrow is my airport day, and so... Jen is all excited because this is hamburger stand called The Habit. And so she's going to order because they're finally on Grubhub. Yes, I live in civilization. And they're on Grubhub. And they make some of the best burgers ever. But they are now going to have a pumpkin spice shake. And Dan is just over the moon for it. Oh, Jesus, please. There's no pumpkin in it. God damn it. It makes me crazy. It's, you know, that's the thing. They could bill it as apple pie spice, too, but it wouldn't sell the same way because it wouldn't, it just wouldn't touch that particular genetic receptor in white girls. Oh, speaking of though, they do have, okay. Because it's the fall, and now that you said, you know, apple spice, so, uh, Starbucks has an apple spice latte. Well, I, <sighs> I can feel your eyes rolling to the back of your neck. God, I feel like but an actually, owl. I'm seeing, I am seeing things that are actually behind me. My eyes have rolled so far. <laughs> but I have to say that... <laughs> the apple. Oh, oh I'm going to make you even crazier. It's the apple spice latte with egg milk. I'm going to hang up on you. Uh, <laughs> Lady B says, and now it is time, my black brothers and sisters, to forgive Robin. The devil switch cookbooks on her family. She she still may attend the cookout, but she can only bring the plasticware and the chips. However, to pay penance, she must also bring a bottle of Patron and not a boot either. God bless you, Robin, and the Horn family. She has been schooled now, and she knows better. And when you know better, you do better. In black Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. And all God's children said, amen. 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 <sighs> 
How on oh. earth? Am I? Hmm. Girl, go home. Uh, well, you know what? You have actually talked me home. I'm about to pull into my driveway. I love you all. This was awesome. This is just a laugh. I hope Jan meets you with a big old I box. Was... I hope Jan meets you with a big old box of sunmaids in her hand. Fuck you. Freak. Oh, she don't like razors either. <laughs> Goody, more for me. Yeah, baby, you can have all the raisins in the world. I will send you raisins to make sure I never have to. Don't you send me no damn raisins, Don't you send me no raisins. I get raisins in the grocery store here just fine. Thank you. (laughs) But if if we ever did a, if we ever went on the road, okay, motherfucker, really, you're blocking my goddamn driveway? Oh, you idiot. Dude, what are you doing? Oh, okay. So, Les, okay, before we go, Les knows from Bucky's. Sheets, Les says, equals Reese's Signature Peanut Butter Milkshake. Good than an MFer. And that MF and Bucky's. Shit. My must stop on the way out and on the way back home. Cheapest diesel in Florida, and during Rona, they had a billboard on I-95 northbound that said, Risk it for the brisket, and I did. That's good. Oh, it's like, bitch, what the fuck? And I remember doing that. People are just fucking stupid. And I remember doing that story years and years and years ago, and it's always been on my list. There's some little gas station in Florida somewhere. And and that's how I'll, that's how it all, these these wonderful things only happen in out of the way places that you know, but it's some just ramshackle little gas station that sells God's own chicken gizzards deep fried. Wait, did you say God's own chicken gizzards uh-huh. deep fried? Uh huh. Deep fried chicken. That gizzards. sounds amazing. Yes. Yes. Because I can fuck up some chicken gizzards and chicken. And I mean, we, you know, because I'm old school and I used to be, you know, my mom would, because, you know, when you buy chicken, country, and when my, you know, when my mom would fry chicken, you know, the gizzards and stuff would be inside the chicken because we weren't, you know, we were, we were broke. You, you didn't buy the chicken cut, all, cut up already. You had to learn how to cut that shit up yourself. My mother would throw a fit if and I, so, if, no, no, you, I remember you are going to learn how to cut up a chicken because cut up chicken mm-hmm, is for mm-hmm, wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That part. That yep. part. But yeah, those, all those gizzards. <laughs> and so... Go, go cuss the illegal Parkers and, and get in the house. I'm I'm walking in the house. I I love everybody. Good night. So long. Good night. And you saw. I think I sent you what I'm making for dinner tonight. Yeah, the garlic butter chicken. Yeah, we talk, Yeah. So I'm gonna make that, and be it'll be on time class. So also, so love you much. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit. I'm gonna sit back and watch a movie and eat some raisins or something. Love you. Uh, that's it. Well, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna eat raisins, like, at least make them be raisinettes and make them motherfuckers be chocolate with chocolate. What a waste of chocolate! But God damn, you're dogmatic on this shit. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Bye, Tracy. <laughs> Bye.
God, the Raisin Wars of 2022. And I thought 2016 and Bernie versus Hillary was bad. Jesus. Y'all. Thanks, everybody. We made half of our fundraising goal this evening, so that gets us down to like 15.50 to go to finish the month. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers, partial sponsors of the program, keeping us on the air, keeping the bills paid. Thank you to our a la carte contributors this evening. Thank you so much. Thank you for the challenge, Ralphs. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in this program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to uh, Sparky and Steve and Roger in the chat room this evening. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new Fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, a little over a half an hour from now. And uh, Tara and I will enjoy the conversation immensely, as we always do, and it's always so pleasing to know that you all enjoy it, too. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop for almost a year now. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Wear your mask when you're among the maggot unvaccinated and unwashed. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. You know, flu is spiking now because we're all so tired of wearing masks. Isn't it interesting that flu went down when we were wearing masks? Yeah, I know. Nobody likes masks. Um, made me go from tube lipstick to liquid lipstick because that stuff was impervious to masks. I know. Fane, right? Yeah. Keep your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And, you know, if some... If some dude with a beard who doesn't sound at all like he's from Texas says, we've all got to learn to sit down and listen to each other, uh, avoid that toxic maggot like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.